0: Batman News Weekly. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another Batman News Weekly. This is episode 163 in year four, and this has to be some of the biggest news we have gotten this week because DC has found their Kevin Feige, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to dive into that on top of a whole bunch of other stuff, but I need to make an announcement right at the top because over the last two weeks, we've had kind of long podcasts. But if you have been a YouTube viewer, the podcasts have been getting cut off. And I don't know why. I don't know what's happening. I haven't changed anything in the way I like export videos. So what I'm going to say, because the last two weeks, the first week, I re-uploaded the video. That means we lose views because I think half of you guys had already listened to it. So that's why the views don't look so great on the last uh, two weeks ago. And then this last week, Half of the Black Adam review is just gone, like 20 minutes of it. So I just put a comment in the comment section of like, hey, if you want to finish listening to this, go listen to it on Spotify or Apple or whatever. So going forward, if something ridiculous like that happens, I'm going to start looking at my exports a lot better going forward. But if that ever happens again in the future... And, and you just see the podcast just cuts off, let us know in the comments so I can make a note of it. But just also go check it out on YouTube, or not on YouTube, on, on Spotify, on Apple, wherever we have a podcast. Go check it out there to finish out the podcast. I don't know why that's been happening. The audio exports totally fine, but the video has been being stupid lately, and I don't know what's going on. So just wanted to clear that up before we dive into a whole bunch of stuff. And the main thing that we're gonna talk about, and we're gonna dive right into it, Is this news that freaking James Gunn, and I think it's Peter Safran, right? Yeah, yeah. Are now the heads of what is going to be called DC Studios. And they are the heads of the animation, they are the heads of the movies, and they're heads of the TV. So they're over everything. So they are essentially what Feige is to the MCU, because he runs everything.
1: I will say... Kevin Feige still has one up on these guys cuz Kevin Feige technically controls uh the comics as well over yeah. at Marvel.
0: True, true. Are those good? Meh. You know, that's for <laughs> you to decide. But, you know, I think he's got his he's got his hands in too many toy boxes right now in my opinion. Um I don't think he really needs to be touching the comics. Also, I don't think that's the best thing for him to do because now he's just going to have comics made for like what we can do in the movies. And I don't think that's good. I think you should let creators create, in my opinion.
1: Well, I think that what he what he does is like he does let them create, but like if there's a movie coming up with specific characters, he'll throw in an extra mini series. He'll make an order for like, hey, I don't care who's on it, but you gotta make sure that this mini series comes out either a little before or a little after the release of this movie. Yeah.
0: But that was kind of already happening anyways, though. So it's not like he's making a big difference. My thing is being like, he's like, hey, so uh, I want this character to be in the MCU. So I'm going to need you to start pushing him in comics. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of, I don't yeah. know. Because the way DC, same thing. They do the same thing. But DC is usually reactionary where James Gunn was like, hey, I want to use Peace, Peacemaker. And he's then DC's comics like, oh, fuck, he's going to be really big. He's John Cena. We got to start putting him in all the comics. You know what I mean? They do it reactionary where I think Feige's probably being like, I want to make this character really big. So start throwing them in everything or whatever, you know? And I think that could be bad. Not saying that's what he's doing because I don't pay attention to Marvel. But when you have that power, I feel like people would do that because they want to get ahead of it, right? Like you want people to be like, this is from the comics, right? Because that's what the fanboys love to do. Like this was in the comics. You know, when you show it in the Mm -hmm. movies, they're like, oh my God, it's canon. You know, whatever the fuck, everything happens, you know? Um, But I don't know. I feel like he would do that because I would do something like that. And I think that's just a human <laughs> interaction. You know what I mean? Because you want to be ahead of everything, right? Like, you want to you be ahead and you want people to do that. And I just don't think that's a good creative process. I think comics should be separate from the movies. And then the movies adapt them, you know? Because they always adapt them bad anyways. Look at what Age of Ultron still can't believe that's what we got. Um, but anyways, if you guys haven't read Age of Ultron, I highly suggest you go check it out because the comic is way fucking better. Uh, but anyways, Clay news of this by the way i want to clear this up because young was like uh technically you didn't really say this but i'm pretty sure it was a podcast or two ago that i was like james gunn should be at least consulted for this role if he's not going to take it we've
1: always said we've always said that gunn should take this role yes but uh gunn himself several months ago had always said He's not interested in controlling the entire universe. He yeah. just wants to play in his little pocket of movies or TV that he would create. And lo and behold, the lying bastard lied to us. You know? Yeah. How much money do you think they just backed up? <laughs> he's because like, uh he's like, him. I don't, I don't, I don't need this job. And they're like, yeah. no, you do need this job, Blake. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because like honestly, I mean, why why wouldn't you?
0: Right? And dude, this is this came at the perfect time because like we were getting the rumors of the rock getting a lot of power. And we we're just like, Oh yeah, he was able to do this. Well, Henry Cavill th- That's thing so and- funny
1: because we, I've had several conversations about the rocks, like comments yeah. during the red carpet and everything about how like, Oh, I'm going to help DC find this studio head. Yeah. And I'll ease him into the process of how this all works. And I'm like, Yeah, no, you did not choose James Gunn. Yeah. And you're not helping him do anything. Which is great.
0: Especially after that little comment where they were like, who would you want to see in the DC? And he's like, oh, we'd love to get Kevin Hart in here to do something. And Idris Elba. I'm like, bitch, he's in there. He's in (laughs) the freaking DC universe. You clearly haven't
1: seen the Suicide Squad. Um, Well, not only that, not only that, but like, how often do you think The Rock is just going to be like, Oh, I have to ask James Gunn for this. Well, it worked last time to just go to Zaslov, so I'm going to yeah. go to Zaslav instead. Yeah, you know. Um, I mean, it'll be very interesting to see if
0: that does happen because I'm not gonna. I don't think that that the Rock is just going to not have any power or any pull. I think he will have a lot of pull over Black Adam, but I don't think he's going to be able to build the universe that he wants. Which thank God, because we did not need
1: Black Adam to go against the Justice League and the Suicide Squad. And if I start seeing that the universe is revolving around Black Adam, then I know that The Rock has told Zaslov, hey, can you tell Gun like this needs yeah. to happen? Da, da, da. Yeah. And Zaslov has seen kind of how like the people, the fans, love the rock. So he's gonna be like, Yeah, sure, let's yeah. let's do it this way. And I just dream, I don't need I've I said this multiple times in our Discord chat. WB needs to stop stepping on toes they need to stop telling people what to do when it's not necessarily their job to do it at that moment because it is their job to say hey you need to do this yeah but when it comes to the creative side of things they have they shouldn't have a right in what to say.
0: Yeah, I think now that there is somebody in place, they're probably going to be like, hey, you have to go to Gunn. Like, he's in charge. Because Gun is part of the creative, so it depends on what he is. Because Saffron uh, or whatever is going to be part of the business side.
1: Yes, so, he's going to be the I'll- business side. Gun is going to be the creative side. And I always said this. I said this months ago that this was a two-person job. Yeah. And I'm so glad that this has become a two-person job. Um. And it's wild because Gunn is still going to be directing, he's still gonna be writing, yeah, he's still gonna be very involved in the filmmaking. He can while do whatever also he wants being now. a co-CEO. Yeah, like you like we have this picture behind us right now in this little uh, thing that we're recording on. Like you think his hair is white now, like Jesus Christ. I wonder how it's gonna be in a year because this yeah. contract is for four years. Yeah. So um, I think this is uh, fantastic news. In my
0: opinion, like I said, I've I've always thought Gunn should be this because he's we've always preached. We need somebody that knows comic books. And James Gunn is a big comic book nerd. That's the one thing Kevin Feige had on his side. Right. Like nobody knew who Kevin Feige was before the MCU. And but he was always a comic book nerd. And yep. so you want a comic book nerd that has been in the business, because I don't know what Kevin Feige did, but people were like, he was a producer before, whatever. So he knew yeah, he produced,
1: movies. he right. his name was on every Marvel Fox property.
0: Yeah, so you have that, so he knows the business. Gunn has been a producer, a director, and a writer, and he's a comic book nerd. And we saw what he did with the Suicide Squad. Like, comic book accurate costumes. They had a good story. We got a fucking kaiju in fucking Starro. Like, he just brought out shit that I never thought was going to happen. And I was just like, okay, fucking down with this. And then Peacemaker, we said this while we were reviewing the show. He made us like John Cena. Like, that is crazy. Like, I was never a fan of John Cena as an actor. I barely liked him as a wrestler um and so that's like that's huge to me if you can give me people like that he probably made some people like Vin Diesel with just having him say three words like that is the fucking he's he knows how to use somebody right he's like look you're a terrible actor but can you say I am Groot like that's all I need you to do and then that's it um I think this is fantastic uh and I'm excited to see where he's gonna go and what his plan's gonna be Gunn has said many a times that they were gonna let him do whatever he wanted. They said he could kill Harley Quinn if he wanted to. And luckily, he didn't. He made the right choice, which was great. I don't know, like yeah. that he killed Boomerang. I would have loved to see more Boomerang. Depending on what happens in the Flash, anything in that movie probably doesn't matter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. Um, I'm pretty sure we're gonna see a lot of soft reboot stuff happening in these next few movies. Cause I don't know. We know that Superman, Henry Cavill, has confirmed he is coming back. He's gonna get a new movie. A joyful movie. I don't think his parents are going to be dead in that.
1: I think they're just going to retcon Man of Steel. In my opinion, well, people need to understand that uh this is no longer the DC Extended Universe. Uh, yes, they have true. made it official that this is the DC Universe. So I am expecting basically New Fifty Two type of reboot. Mm-hmm. We have the same characters and just. Different lives, yeah. So yeah. if that means that we get Mon Paul Kent, okay. If that means that you know we get a different Batman, okay. That's probably gonna happen. You know, we'll get a new Flash. We'll get a whole bunch of different things, but they can loosely, very loosely, and and I honestly don't think they're gonna, they're not gonna name it Man of Steel too. Yeah, it'll be Superman. And they will do whatever they can to steer clear of what was the DCEU and that of the Snyderverse. Yeah. The old Justice League movie, they won't make reference to anything. Like Even if you look at Black Adam. If you look at Black Adam, we've already done the review, so spoilers be damn at this point. But I will say this minimally. The... References in Black Adam, none of them had to do with prior DCEU hardcore storylines. Yeah, none of them.
0: <clears throat> I will also say, as somebody
1: who just re
0: watched The Suicide Squad, uh, because I, you know, Clay talks about his list that he does all the time. I was like, I kind of want to fuck around and do that. I didn't, I did not know where I put The Suicide Squad in the list, and I was like, I, you know, I need to do some work, let me just put it on on the side. I ended up fucking not doing my work because i was just watching the fucking movie and i enjoyed it it sucks because we didn't get the theater experience and this i asked clay this in the discord i'm like did we watch this in theaters because i feel like seeing starro on the big screen i would have been like damn this is fucking awesome but i don't remember that and i remember i was like i watched this on a fucking ipad that's why yeah. and you know i was like this sucks and then that's when i looked at the box office and i was like oh the box office didn't do well but it's because this movie came out same day and i'm like yeah. oh there's reasons why this dude didn't do well and covid was still very much a thing so um you know it was just uh it was it was set up to fail but the only positive it got was critic critical success right from the critics which yeah. um we're gonna we're gonna branch off to talk about something because i definitely want to talk about that but when it came to the Suicide Squad, even then, if you go rewatch that movie, it doesn't reference anything from the previous Suicide Squad. The characters are just established, and they're just people. And even Bell Reeve doesn't look like the Bell Reeve that they had
1: in the Suicide Squad. It's very no, different. It's and like the prison. only the only thing that is referenced as far as the rest of the universe is uh, Bloodsport. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Bloodsport shot Superman with a kryptonite bullet. Yeah, that's it. Yep. Like that is the only thing that is referenced. I don't think Aquaman is referenced, I don't think the Flash is referenced, I don't think Wonder Woman's referenced. I don't think anybody else is referenced. So you're good to keep Suicide Squad and have uh Black Adam be yeah. in the same universe and, and then move forward with everything else. Yeah. The also one thing I want to point out before
0: we go into this other discussion is James Gunn doesn't take shit from anybody. And I think that's what DC needs right now. Because uh, I was reading an article about the cameo that happened at the end of Peacemaker, which it's if you haven't seen the show, this is spoilers, but sorry, we're going to say it. But the Justice League showed up, right? Like we saw the silhouette of Wonder Woman, we saw the silhouette of Superman, but we actually saw Jason Momoa, Aquaman, and Ezra Miller Flash. And apparently Ezra Miller Flash wasn't going to be a part of that. And But he, like, James Gunn, I guess, reached out because he heard that Ezra Miller was a fan of the show. And he was like, can you be here? And he was like, fuck yeah, I could be there. And so he showed up for it. And then they had both of them, and they did the Aquaman fucking fish joke. And he was like, fuck you, Barry. So, like, I thought that was kind of cool. But I think now Gunn is the type of person who will, like, Ezra Miller, he's probably going to have a talk with him if he hasn't already. And been like, if you fuck up until this movie comes out, you're done. Like I'm not gonna fuck with you because he he's been very vocal about the people he doesn't like. He doesn't like Jared Leto. You're not gonna see Jared Leto back as a Joker. <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna happen. It's yeah. Done.
1: That's I will say this uh, before Mor- uh, Morbius. I would have mm-hmm. been okay with Jared Leto Joker coming back and giving him a second try. Uh, but after Morbius and then now, especially having gun run things. Yeah. yeah, I've never seen. Leto yeah, he's Joker not coming again. back.
0: So that means if we do get another Joker, it's gonna be somebody different. But I think yeah. James Gunn can cast somebody well. So I'm curious on who he would pick if he isn't gonna if he's gonna even have that power.
1: You know, I was I mean? gonna say, I don't think he will necessarily have that power. I think what he will do, and I said this in the Discord as well, is that he knows the people that are great for the jobs that he is gonna be giving. Yeah. So if he gives like the green light to a Batman movie. He's going to know who's going to be the best person to be in that Batman movie, as far as director writer and producer. And then he's going to say, okay, I trust you guys. Y'all go make the movie. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I'm pretty sure he's trying to figure out what his Batman is going to be. You know what I mean? Um, Because I mean, this is kind of, I don't want to branch off too much. But, I mean, this there's not really much news here. But something I've been saying for the longest time is the Batman 2, we found out, will come out as early as 2025. As early being the key word. Meaning, you ain't seen it in the next two years. Oh, all. no. Which is what I said. I was like, Matt Reeves is going to take forever to write this script. Then it's going to
1: probably film for, like, nine months. And Do you know what's it's going to be wild, out. though? Do so. you know what's absolutely going to be wild for 2025? the Batman 2, and Superman in the same year. Yeah, but not same universe. Not same universe, but you're going to get Superman and Batman in theaters within a 12-month period in 2025.
0: That's going to be pretty cool, but here's the thing too. Since it's going to take so long for that Batman to come out, you're going to see if everything stays the same and the rumors are real, you're going to see Ben Affleck, Batman, and even Keaton, Batman, way before you see Batman 2. And so they people could start liking those Batman way more. Because Batman, as much as I
1: love Batman, people love to just see Batman. I don't know if that's really gonna matter now that James Gunn is in the hot seat for DC Studios. I wouldn't say he's a hot seat. Hot seat means bad. True, true. Like, I mean, I feel like anybody everybody (laughs) like running DCWB is a hot seat, unfortunately, but uh, I think that with him running things, Mm -hmm. he's going to make the decision, like the hard decision, hey, is this this going to be, you know, cutting ties with Ben Affleck, is it, you know, keeping Keaton around, like, he's going to be making that decision now.
0: I agree. I agree. I I do think that he's probably going to solidify. He's probably going to talk to Affleck or whatever and be like, yo, are you in this for the long run or do I need to recast you? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? And again, with what we've seen, man, it blows my mind some of these people that are actors that are like in their 60s doing some of these roles. And yeah. I'm just like, bro. So like, like, he just needs to be in the suits where he's wearing the suit, you know? Like, you gotta be just in decent enough shape. We'll have your body double be the badass doing all the crazy shit. We just need you for the acting parts. And so he can get away with being Batman. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't need to do anything insane. He's not Tom Cruise, you know? Yeah, He's not gonna destroy himself while filming um and he's got to go back to JLo, lo so he's not trying to get hurt so like i i think that something can be worked out with him but it's it all comes down to like are you mentally good for this like that's what we need to know it's all up to Affleck, i think in this in this opinion because i don't think Gunn has anything against Affleck. he probably thinks he's a good batman you know um but it's all going to come down to that but james Gunn could be like we actually need a young batman so we're gonna recast you my guy i'm sorry you know and that could be what happens, and we'll see where he plans to go with this, because we know one thing about James Gunn, he plans for the future. Like
1: It's he... going to be weird. So now that there is a, like, actual universe being built with DC Universe, with yeah. DC Studios, do you think the next Batman has to have a camera test with other heroes rather than, like, people in the Batman universe? Uh, I don't think so. Um, because I mean, you, you know, like, like in the Batman, yeah. Uh, Pattinson had a camera test with Zoe Kravitz, mm-hmm. and you know they had camera tests with other people. But that's a solidified Batman universe. Yeah, this being an expanded universe with established characters such as Henry Cavill Superman. Like, would the next Batman actor have to have a camera test with Henry Cavill?
0: I mean, I think it wouldn't hurt. I think if I was a director, I would try to make sure that there's some chemistry there. But, I mean, was there camera tests? Did Snyder do camera tests with everybody?
1: I don't think so. Yeah, I don't so, I
0: mean, they did well there. I think good actors know how to work with good actors, you know? True. Um, And so, like, I don't think it's the biggest thing. But also, like, depending on how they're going to go about it, a little bit of awkwardness wouldn't be that bad. Especially, I don't know if they're going to already be the Justice League, if they're going to be, you know, what what the case is going to be. Knowing Gunn, he's probably going to, like, show a little, like, flashback that explains a bunch of shit, you know? He'll probably plan something out like that. Like, you know? Um, Because if I'm not mistaken, James Gunn, like, he had the vision for all three of his Guardians of the Galaxies in the bag, right? Like, he was like, yeah, this is kind
1: of... I think he had... Like a majority of them. And then, of course, with whatever the universe did with those characters, he had to work around. For sure.
0: And which, which again, is one of the biggest things that I enjoy, is if you're a creative writer, you come up with creative solutions, which is what Gunn had to do, right? Because I think Gamora was probably a part of every one of his things, but then we saw what happened in Endgame, and he had to rewrite around it. We also, I read an article recently that he had to write dialogue for Thor 4 since Guardians are in it. Yeah. So he did some of that. And I think he wrote some stuff in Infinity War as well. So, like, he's been a part of a lot of the big shit. You know what I mean? So he's been a part of the MCU, which I think is really yeah, cool. Yeah,
1: and Kev- Kevin Feige has already made comments about James Gunn running DC because mm-hmm. uh, Black Panther's red carpet was last night. Oh, nice. and, uh And, yeah, so I think this was actually a little bit of a strategic move Mm -hmm. to announce gun right before the red carpet so that way people are talking about it even at the black panther red carpet which they Uh. ended up doing uh but kevin feige uh made the comment of well he works for me until may so (laughs) let him do whatever and then he said but after that i'll be the first one to whatever movie he makes yeah Uh, so just know that from now until Guardians 3 comes out, there is going to be a lot of people trying to poke the bear, trying yeah. to get Gunn to say stuff, getting Kevin Feige to say stuff. I think they'll have fun with it, but don't expect anything, like, hardcore. Yeah, that's the one thing I'm very curious about, because from the article, it said
0: exclusively working for DC. Yeah. So, does that contract start after the Guardian stuff? It Technically.
1: I think technically the contract starts November 1st. Uh. So in just a few days, that contract starts. Um, I think legal obligations has him doing the press tour for Mm. Guardians 3. Yeah, But after that, I think that he is exclusively DC Studios CEO. Yeah,
0: because the funny thing is, once this news came out, like he tweeted about it. He was like, this is accurate. And then he tweeted the the holiday special for Guardians. Like, literally the next tweet, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, By the way, if you guys hear my dog in the background, he's in his kennel and he's going crazy. So, (laughs) apologies. Um, He pooped on the ground. Go to jail. Sorry. Poop. Go to jail. Straight to jail. Um, But anyways... So yeah, there's that. But one thing I want to talk about, because we had some lively discussions going on in the uh, the Discord this week. And one of them was, was Raphael. Raphael, longtime listener to the podcast, always comments, always drops a question. But Raphael was not too happy about the gun stuff. He said that he just didn't think it was the right person. But he also didn't provide a really good counter argument, in my opinion, on why he's not the right person. He says that they're giving Gunn the keys to the kingdom based off of what he only thinks is one success because he only liked Peacemaker. He didn't really like the Suicide Squad. Uh, I considered both of them successes. I brought up that this Suicide Squad has done one thing that not a lot of DC movies has done and has got critically acclaimed success. And he kind of shot back. He was like, the critics, don't you tell everybody not to care about those? So I need to clarify this because... What I say when I talk about critics, I always say your opinion, the person listening to this, your opinion should never be affected by what a critic writes. You should watch a movie, play a game, read a book, and form your own opinion. Nobody else, even us, me and Clay, talking about what we think should never affect your opinion. You are a free thinker. You should be able to come up with your own opinion. What I say is critics should never affect you watching something. You should always make up your own opinion, but critics, I would be stupid and naive to think that critics do not have power in Hollywood. So there's two different things. I think critics suck for forming an opinion, but I also know that critics have power. And it's why I think it's fucking sucks because there are people out there that believe, oh, that critic said it's bad, so I'm not going to watch it. And that's fair if you read a critic every time he watches a movie. And then you watch the movie and you're like, yeah, he was pretty spot on the nose. Like you can start building up like critics you trust. I I believe that is something that's fair, but I still, even if I like, like Tom King, right. I will always read his stuff, but you know, the one time he drops a stinker, I'm going to be like, that that book kind of sucked, you know? And I've always done that. And it's the same thing. Like even the people that I dislike Zadarsky most right now, that previous, uh, you know, comic, I was just like, damn, this is getting really good until the last two pages. And I was like, oh man. And so like, that's just how you should view things. Things can be bad and can be good, but just want to make that very clear. So if Gunn, somebody who could get their critics on his side after getting canceled, by the way, uh, I think that's a positive for the DC universe because they haven't had that even with Black Adam right now. And The Rock being such a big personality, I think he can fight off those bad critics because he's always been a man of the people, right? So he's all like, he is hyping up that 90% audience score right now. He's like, yeah, you know, I do everything for the fans. So, you know, they got the 90%. We go off the fans. It's okay if the critics don't like us because we're actually here for the fans. You know, we're not trying to please everybody, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I just want, I want people that watch the movie to go away happy. And that's what he says. And The Rock can get away with that. Because uh, he's got the personality to make everything positive. It's just what he does. So I think that this is one of the reasons why I think Gunn is a really um, a really big uh, success story here in being part of the DC. But the one thing that Raphael, he, he said that his previous stuff didn't matter. And I wanted to get your opinion on that, Clay. He says that what he's done in the MCU and stuff doesn't matter because this is DC.
1: I would like for you to tell that to the people who don't know the difference between DC and Marvel is. Yeah. And the reason why I say that is we as fans, we know Superman is with DC. We know Iron Man is Marvel. We know Captain America is Marvel and we know flash is DC. I legit had a conversation like three years ago with somebody who was wondering when Captain America and Aquaman were going to team up? <laughs> it's like that influencer, that influencer we saw
0: before the Black Adam movie, where they were questioning her, like, "Who are Spider Man villains?" And yeah. they were like, "The
1: Joker." She was like, "Yes." yes. And They're like,
0: I'm, "Like, yes." What? The
1: the TikToker. Yeah. Yes. The one that was just like shooting off the random like answers for this yeah. question. There is genuine people that just don't care. About the difference and just know the genre of superheroes, right? And also, if you remember when Brightburn was going into theaters, Mm -hmm. what was in big letters in every single trailer produced by the person who brought you Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah. Same thing with the Suicide Squad the person who brought you guardians of the galaxy boom it matters yeah when the, when they have a very successful career they're going to bring that up yeah. in order for you to be prepared for what's to come like it's just that simple
0: yeah and and i think i don't know if he brought it up but i know people will bring this up A lot of people think Marvel movies just make money because they're Marvel movies. And I think there is some validity to that because Disney movies just make money. It's just what they do. They're family friendly. They do whatever. So I'll give you a little bit of validity there. But there have been sequels, if I'm not mistaken, in the MCU that haven't made more than the original movie. And if I'm not mistaken, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, which I thought sucked, made more than the first
1: one. I am pretty sure Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is the second worst MCU movie on my list for all of the MCU projects.
0: Yeah, I, uh, Thor Ragnarok's my number one.
1: Yeah, I that is my number Thor one Ragnarok. worst um, movie.
0: I haven't seen the fourth one, but it'd probably be down there too from some of the clips I've seen. Uh, but anyways, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 I did not like, and it made over $800 million. And that is what Hollywood wants. It doesn't matter if you don't like James Gunn's style because I, I agree. James Gunn is not for everybody. But yeah. I do think James Gunn as a leader will be there. He'll put the right people in place. And so you're not going to get the James Gunn style in every movie. That's what people were scared of with Snyder, right? Everybody's like, oh, we're going to get this dark, gritty craziness with every single DC movie. That's why Snyder's hated so much.
1: No, and like, and that's, I think that is hilarious because there's a lot of people, uh, so you'll you'll get a kick out of this, just so. Uh, we know that in the past there's been a whole bunch of uh, of course cultists yeah. that have tried to push this narrative that James Gunn is a pedophile, a sex offender, and like all of these different things yeah. to get him in an attempts to get him fired and get him you know in trouble and whatnot. And they are very loudly saying these things, right? They always were, and then this was announced, and then somebody was like man i bet y'all are really mad that you called him all these things now y'all are gonna be begging for the Snyderverse now yeah um so there's that but also with how oh shit i've kind of lost what i was going towards uh with everything that he has done mm-hmm. with james gunn i mean i think that like he Fuck! I fucking lost it just with that snatter cut. uh, Yeah, no, I mean, I I was
0: talking about what he's done, his success. He's not gonna. The directors he picks aren't gonna do the James Gunn
1: style. Oh well, no, no, I I remember what I was gonna say. So uh, there's been the small, like, three second video from Peacemaker going around, Mm -hmm. uh, and they're like. Here you go, guys, the future of the DC universe, and it's fucking Vigilante and Peacemaker making the fart noises, your favorite episode. <laughs> Fuck yeah,
0: dude, that, that episode's fantastic. <laughs> Loved it. But that's not going to be the DC universe.
1: But, and that's exactly why I said James Gunn, It like, people act like James Gunn is going to be... Directing, writing, producing, cinematography, acting in all of the DC Universe movies now. Yeah. And that's just not how it's going to be. Yeah. He is the creative person. And this is a conversation we had in the Discord as well. Is not only he going to be the perfect person to choose who's going to be behind the camera for these movies, he's going to be the perfect person to be like, hey, all these comic book writers that I worked with for all of my movies. I think more comic book writers need jobs in the movie industry. Yeah. Here, let's move these writers who have worked on these characters into these movies.
0: Yeah. He literally brought the creator of the Suicide Squad to have a cameo in the movie. Yeah. Which was fantastic. The one thing I will also say about um James Gunn is I think a lot of people are scared that he's going to bring the Guardians uh style, which I don't think he did that in Peacemaker or anything. Dude, there's been so much like tits and fucking cocaine and like all this other crazy shit that he's put in his movies that if you think it's still going to be like his MCU shit, you haven't been watching his new shit. Like he literally had Harley fuck somebody in the suicide squad and then blow his brains out or like fucking shoot him in the chest. And so like, it's very different, but we've already know that James Gunn is working on something else. And he himself has said, it's going to be very different from Peacemaker. It's not going to be so comedy heavy or whatever the actual words is. So he knows that not everything is meant to be funny. And I will tell you right now, if we get a Batman in the future of the James Gunn era, and he's funny, I will talk shit about it on this podcast. Because if you go to my old channel and you watch my BVS review, I gave that movie an 11 out of 10 because I was fucking coming all over that movie because I was just, I could not believe that I got that Batman from Zack Snyder. The cultists have definitely made me hate that fucking movie over time, but I don't hate it. I just it's down a couple points. points, um, yeah. but I was glorified. Love that movie. Then I saw Justice League and granted it was Justice League, but I've also seen Zack Snyder's cut. I thought both of those Batmans sucked in that movie. I was like, what happened? Why is he so watered down and shitty? Like this is a terrible Batman in both versions. But Justice League was way worse because he tried yeah. to make him funny. And you don't make Batman funny. Batman's got dry humor. We've talked about it on this podcast very much. got dry humor. But I just, I I hated it. If Gunn gives us a funny Batman, I will hate it. Unless he goes crazy and does Nightwing funny Batman. Because then Nightwing's that way. Yeah. So that's different. But if it's Bruce Wayne, Batman, and he's cracking jokes and shit, depending on how the joke is, I'll hate it. So if he's like, oh, I'm going to be bleeding tomorrow or whatever the fuck that line was after he got chunked by Superman, like, fuck that.
1: Um, I'm definitely bleeding.
0: Yeah, 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 whatever. Oh, do you bleed? Yeah, is that fucking, oh, my God. Um. So I will talk shit about that. I'm not somebody that fucking is, I'm not going to defend Gunn forever because of that. I I want to see a badass Batman. That's always going to be my end-all, be-all for this. Uh, shit, I mean, we, we went into the Batman hoping it was gonna be fucking fantastic and we hated it so like yeah you know like it's it's just how we are but so i think gun uh as clay has said he's gonna put the right people in there he's gonna get comic people involved but at the end of the day it doesn't matter if you like him or not because it's what you got now and we can only see what's gonna happen i mean me and clay just said it on the last podcast we're gonna get a whole batman universe with a, a universe we do not like that we thought was boring and I mentioned this to Raphael. I was like, hey, because Raphael said he's probably going to like, you know, the the Matt Reeves universe. I was like, now at least we both can watch DC movies and enjoy them. You know what yeah. I mean? If you're not going to like Guns run, that's awesome. I don't like Matt Reeves' run. But at least we can be like, yeah, we both still like DC instead of us all just hating DC. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I'll go with that. One thing that we haven't talked about, though, when it, in regards to James Gunn, is in this article that dropped, It said that he is not going to be involved in the Joker side of stuff. Now it could be because that movie is already in production and that's why he's not going to be involved. Um, There's not really anything else besides Joker that is out there. that's different. They were unclear with, if he will be overseeing the Batman. So we don't know any kind of involvement there or how DC is going to arrange this. I just don't see how you could be the head of DC studios and not be involved in those other projects? You know what I mean? I can understand that they're already in production. So that
1: makes sense. But going forward after I don't get it. I don't know. I feel like contractually Matt Reeves was really smart and said, nobody fucks with my films.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's possible, but I'm talking about like, I don't think Joker's that way. Cause I don't think Phillips thought he was going to get a part two. I mean, I could be wrong there. But that's already in production, so why would Gunn be involved? You know what I mean? It's why Snyder's name carried over to multiple films, right? Because he was already contractually obligated. That's another reason why I don't think we're going to get Man of Steel, because I think if you use Man of Steel, it counts as a sequel, and they don't want that. So it's going to be like Superman something something. Superman the joyful movie is probably what they're (laughs) going to call it.
1: And (laughs) I genuinely think there has never been a movie just called Superman. It's always been Superman, the movie, Superman 2, really? and 3. Yeah. There's never been a movie called Superman. So I Has think it's just going to be called... I mean, there's Batman's been Batman, right? Yeah. Batman's been Batman. Yeah. 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 Because wow. uh, even with uh, Brandon Routh, it was Superman Returns. Like, mm-hmm. there's never been just a Superman movie. And I think that's what it's going to be called. Interesting. What would be the other... What's the
0: other uh, nickname for Superman that it would be instead of Man of Steel? If it's not Superman,
1: uh let's see here.
0: What did they just call it America?
1: Jesus. <laughs> um, the Blue Boy Scout. Um, no, I no, I think it's either man of steel or mm. Superman. There's there's nothing else that it can be called. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, it's interesting. I you think that they get the blood sport thing involved.
1: So that's what people have been thinking. Yeah. That like, oh, the next movie is gonna be a uh, Superman versus Bloodsport. I'm like, I hope it's that's not the title, but I think that it could work
2: mm-hmm. as
1: long as like it's not a hey, this movie is set in the past and this is how it happened. Yeah, I don't want that. I, think I want more of it... a flashback cameo kind of thing. See, I I could I could deal with a flashback in a different movie, mm-hmm. like maybe. Maybe Superman references it, right? And then you see the flashback. I'm okay with that. But, like, if Bloodsport and Superman meet again, I would want it to be in, like, the present time or in the future, showing that, like, hey, this is not... Because then you run into the Wonder Woman problem, where it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, all these movies are set in the past, you know? Yeah. We can't... We I don't want that for Superman now. I need it to be set in the present time.
0: Yeah. One thing I do want Gunn to do, and I hope he does this, is if you're going to make a villain movie, make them villains. Keep them villains. I'm tired of this. They're villains, and then they're, they move into the anti-hero category. Because Peacemaker's done that, which I think that was always the plan with Peacemaker. And anybody in the Suicide Squad, I feel like, kind of always plays that. I will
1: say this. There was the comic this week that... Mm-hmm almost made me think that a villain turned good and i was like gonna be really upset but then i didn't end up caring about the rest of the book so
0: yeah, okay we'll talk about that later <laughs> um and then they you know and because black adam is kind of like anti-hero kind of thing right now too if you watch that yeah. movie but i just want villains to stay villains because not everybody can be good man batman's got to beat the shit out of somebody you know what i yeah. mean um and i think i think something like joker did a really good job of that they made you care for the character but he's still a fucking villain you know yeah so they need to do shit like that you know and they could have the anti-hero thing but at the end he punches a kid that way i'm like all right okay he's still a villain you know like that i need to know that like so i hope they go about doing that if they're gonna do more videos like this but james gunn can't be told no now but like, except for Zaslav. And I think Zaslav doesn't know what the fuck anything about comics. So he's like, I want to make this thing about metal men. And they do this. And he's like, oh, yeah, okay, whatever. It's going to make us money. Yeah, it's going to make us money. Okay, cool. If I fucking do it. You know, I yeah. think he's I'm very curious on what we're going to get from James Gunn now. But I think yeah. I'm most
1: excited about a Justice League. I think so, too. And it's just going to be it's going to be very interesting because, like I said, his contract is for four years. Yeah. Not a whole lot of movies can be made in four years unless they're fast tracked. Yeah. But a lot of plans can be made and a lot of announcements can be made. Yeah. And this is why I was asking a couple of my friends, do we think Gunn is wanting to do this for the big paycheck and bounce? Or is he genuinely thinking, Hey, maybe I could do this for the long run. Because all in all, he's still a creative. Yeah. And I think that, like, maybe this might be too much for him, you know? And maybe at the end of the four years, he's like, nah, fuck this. I'm out. And he deuces. As, as somebody
0: who has been creative for a majority of their life, I can say I think Gunn has the perfect deal in place where he doesn't have to do the business side. Because yeah. I will say, like, I've worked on, uh, me and a friend of mine are doing, We're it's on hiatus right now because COVID put it on the back end, but right before COVID hit, we were about to film a short film, and I'm more of the creative in the group, but my friend is the technical person. Like, he knows how to, like, oh, dude, we got to get this kind of camera, we got to do this, like, oh, we can actually hire these guys. Like, he knows how to do all the technical shit. He's creative as well, but I want to say I'm more heavily creative out of that project, and... Yeah. I think if people just let certain people create and then they do all the fucking work that creatives don't want to do, I think it just, it keeps you happy. And I think that might be what gun's going to do. Maybe that's why gun didn't want the Feige role. Cause he knows that Feige has to do a whole bunch of other shit too. And he's like, I don't want that. So maybe that's why this is a two headed monster. Cause he's like, I just want to create cool shit. I don't want to do the bit. I don't want to go to the business meetings and do all that bullshit. And then that's probably why he got this Peter guy. He's like, yo, Peter, Peter, you go do that, Peter. Okay, I'm going to go play with my toys. and You go fucking do the number shit. And then, you know, I don't know if they're friends or what, how that whole thing came about, but I think that's a good deal. Like, if you're creative and you just have to worry about, like, all right, what are my parameters that I have to stay in? Cool, all right, I'm fucking, I'll make it work. And I think James Gunn can do that. And I'm curious on what his thought's going to be. Like, is he, we already saw, we don't know if this is a gun thing or if this was just this is just coming out now because of the news, but Green Lantern show no longer going to be the Green Lantern show. It is just now going to focus on Jon Stewart with a smaller budget, apparently.
1: So I'm a little worried about the smaller budget. Mm -hmm. Now I understand, Hey, it could be a smaller budget because it's not an anthology film or an anthology series. You're not having to pay as many top build actors and whatnot. But like it immediately made me think of like, uh, the BS Green Lantern story they attempted to tell in the CW. Ugh. And so I'm like, oh, yeah. God, they're going to bring John Diggle back and there's not going to be any constructs in that yeah. Green Lantern series.
0: <laughs> I think what's going to happen is we're going to the first couple episodes are probably going to be like his military shit. And then he gets the ring like episode three, maybe. And yeah. then we kind of start seeing that. And that way you don't have to like heavily use CGI. And then the last like penultimate episode is like a fucking just clusterfuck of CGI badassery, you know? I hope it
1: doesn't fall into the uh titans problem yeah. where Purple like he, he's yeah. he's only he's only going to be able to construct a green tiger, you know? Yeah, that would suck. I I
0: I'm <laughs> We already sure. have the
1: template. Go ahead and use it yeah yeah because that's the one thing
0: that sucks like even when it comes to like anime right like i get really fucking annoyed that naruto only knows how to do the rasengan i'm like one move man he's like all right now let me put spikes on it now let me make 20 of me doing all the rasengan like learn something else my guy how are you the greatest hero and no one move like jesus uh even goku got the spirit bomb on top of the kamehameha god uh, but anyways, that is the DC news that we got. Like we said, uh Batman 2 2025 at the earliest. But other news that came out on top of that was that the Arkham Asylum show, unfortunately, is going forward. But if I'm not mistaken, with the Latino in head of the production and everything.
1: Campos it's a yes, Latino name. I, so. I would assume so. Yeah. Yeah. Now this is wild to me because we had heard that the original writer. Mm-hmm. had left due to creative differences, right?
0: That was for the Gotham City show, the Gotham PD show. But that's, what this, had,
1: that's what this had turned into.
0: I want to say that that's just what the articles are reporting. But in reality, he probably left because it wasn't going to be the GCPD show anymore. That's probably why he left. Because they, want, they wanted to focus more on the villains. And he was like, no, this is a cop show. That's why I signed on. And so that's probably why But even
1: still, that's like almost a whole year without a writer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but just look what happened to the Green Lantern show. They had all eight episodes written, and the guy left. So. True. You know? Dude, we can't question anything more, Clay. They had a Batgirl movie finished, and they deleted it. (laughs) We can't question their decisions anymore. They throw away money like they're Mr. Beast. They don't give a fuck.
1: Hey, you can't give that excuse to to gun anymore, man. Like, I think hopefully he won't make any stupid decisions like that. You know?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think I I still think that he either brings back Leslie Grace if she wants to to be bad girl, or he gives those filmmakers
1: something to do. Like, I think that would be the right move. Yeah, I I think him. They said they'd come back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that him bringing back Leslie and. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say, hey, you get Batgirl again, mm-hmm. but I think you could get a proper Birds of Prey movie. Yeah, I wonder if he... Oh, that would be interesting to
0: be like, hey, I'm going to make another Suicide Squad, and we need to go to... Or maybe he gives them Gotham City Sirens, maybe? Yeah. You know, that could be something. Um, but yeah, it would be very interesting, because he needs to reboot Birds of Prey. He needs yeah. to wipe that away because I'm pretty sure he knows how good Cassandra, you know, Cassandra is. So, like, I want to have her in there. Um, yeah, he needs to he needs to James Gunn that shit up because I, I I have no problem with the actresses that they had in that movie. I just don't like what they did with them. So and proper they, costumes. Yes, proper. Co- wait, that's not going to be a problem with James Gunn. The DC majority of the time. They're always hitting. Birds of Prey is probably the only non-hit when it comes to costumes. Yeah. And which kind of sucks, because that's the only... Oh, no. Uh, I was going to say that was the only female-directed uh, one, but I forgot uh, Patty Jenkins. Um, but, yeah. So, we'll see. Uh, I wonder what he's going to say about Steve Trevor and Hill. He's like, Look, we're really going to bring him back, Patty? Come on, Patty. We need to talk about this, Patty. Like, really? are <laughs> going to bring him back again? Like, come on. Uh, but anyways... Moving on from that, so the Arkham Asylum, yeah, that's just been announced with uh, with the new showrunner or director. So that's out there. Another quick bit of stuff, if any of y'all even care about this, The Flash is going to have Red Death in it. Which, of course, since there is no Bruce Wayne in that show, it's going to be Batwoman, which I think is yeah. interesting.
1: So uh, Javicia Leslie, uh, who th- we thought was completely done with the character yeah. of Batwoman since it was canceled. Um, is coming back to the final season of The Flash as the Red Death. Um, does this mean she's also going to be playing every other uh metal character in the final season of The Flash? That would be because it was all it was all surrounded by Batman stuff. What does
0: she do when they do the if they do the Aquaman version, which was a female? <laughs> you know, uh, well. No, like she could still play it. So they're just not going to have the actual because they're obviously gender bending the the version of of Batman, right? For Red Dead, because yeah. it was a man, it was Bruce, it was whatever. But out of all the multiverses, it's Bryce Wayne instead
1: of Bruce Wayne for the Aquaman. Oh, that's haircut. right, that's right, that's right. She, yeah. so she, so I guess what she could do is be that for that universe's Catwoman, i don't know i'm just throwing shit out
0: yeah right i forgot how they do it because i think it's uh i don't know what the male name for selena is they but they change up selena and bruce yeah. to make it female male female and um uh, they changed it up and i think uh i think she goes after the the aquaman character the evil aquaman character because of they i think selena gets murdered or, or sylvester whatever the hell his name is gets murdered yeah and so she goes for revenge um so i thought that was kind of a cool story but um yeah i okay so before we move on officially what is the event that you think happens now that james gunn is involved what are we
1: building to well considering his quote had uh all of the justice league members and harley quinn Mm -hmm. i think a justice league suicide squad team up is probably going to happen
0: Against, do you think he just doesn't do dark side right away because it was Snyder involved? So it has to. Be I think
1: else? what he will do, if anything, is like kind of the story of, of what Rebirth did, which is like get Amanda Waller involved, mm-hmm. like, and because that's that's the thing that I don't like is Amanda Waller. Yeah, the technically more evil Nick Fury of DC Mm -hmm. willing to blow people's heads up. And Superman's like, yeah, I'll work for that person. Yeah. Like that doesn't make any sense to me, but Batman's done that. Yeah. But Batman has done a lot of shady things to push his narrative as a superhero. Yeah. Superman doesn't do that. Hmm. You know, yeah. So, like, I'm still confused as of that. But in the comic of Suicide Squad versus Justice League, Amanda Waller manipulated some people. And uh,
0: what's the has But hasn't, hasn't Superman worked with, like, the U.S. government before, which they would be killing people? So I feel like there's some kind of precedent for him. Like, he understands, like, look, I don't agree with this but it's part of your world and I can't control everything. You know what I mean? I mean, you've read more Superman than me, but I feel like there's been those
1: instances where he's worked with the governments. I guess. Yeah. And I guess it would be, it would just be assumed like, Oh, governments have killed people. Mm-hmm. And I guess you could say, Oh, well, Superman just looks at the good of everybody. So maybe he is, like, I feel like uh, he would maybe me aside. working, maybe me working with Amanda Waller will, you know, help her know that she doesn't have to kill everybody. Like, I think that, that that's a better story too. Is he's like, look, I'll try to
0: work with you to hopefully see you better, and then she just kills somebody right after that, and then he's like, you, there's no good in you at all, right? And she's like, no, nope. yeah, that would be a cool story. That'd be a cool moment actually, because then that solidifies Waller as being that bitch. She's, like, I'm gonna fuck you up, <laughs> um, dude. She's such a good actress. Like, just seeing how she was in Viol- the Suicide yeah. squad,
2: Viola oh, Davis
0: is God. great. When and she's I, freaking out at the end, like, so good. And she gets knocked out, like...
1: But in the Suicide Squad versus Justice League comic... The Suicide uh... Squad? Is that
0: the Zootopia spinoff?
1: <laughs> Suicide Squad <laughs> versus Justice League comic. Uh, like, there's Maxwell Lord that gets involved, Lobo, uh, Dr. Polaris. There's, like, a whole other group of individuals that are kind of, like, manipulating things on the side along with Waller. And I think those characters are a little out there to like, just try to push that immediately. Mm -hmm. So I think it would still be Waller that manipulates the situation and more along the lines, what you could do is like do tower of Babel, but instead of justice league, like in the, in the animated movie, instead of uh, the Legion of doom, do it with the Suicide Squad and hmm. have Waller being the one that's like pushing Batman's buttons.
0: Yeah. You could also have like Luther funding them if you wanted to push that. Although she's yeah. supposed to be funded by the, you know, America. Um, I think that would be interesting, but uh, yeah. All right. Let's move on from this topic. So we got all of that out of the way. Uh, let's move on to Gotham Knights, something you have played. I have not purchased because I'm poor. And I didn't like the reviews after we got off the podcast. There was a lot of reviews that came out that made it seem really sus. So you've played it. It's probably going to be the footage for this podcast. I think you sent that. Yeah,
1: to I've, I've recorded and sent to you at least three hours. Okay, of, so it'll probably footage. be the footage on this podcast for the YouTube version. So I will say um, with the baby, I am not diving super deep into heavy story right now. And I have just been scouring Gotham City. Uh, And the way that this game is made or playable is there's the belfry, which is like your headquarters. And then you go out on these night patrols. And there's random crimes. And then there's specific crimes that like help you gain higher XP, that like give you specific things that you have to do which with each one of those crimes. Mm-hmm. And I will say this, the reviews be damn, yes it can be a little clunky. I think the probably the worst thing about this game is the combat system and how it's not as fluid as that of as uh, like Arkham Knight. Mm. But I was never expecting that. You know, this is its own thing. These are not the same creators. So I was like okay, Once you start to be clunky because I don't remember origins being clunky and that was the same people origins was not clunky origins Mm. you were still able to have the fluidity of it Mm -hmm. this you can have fluidity but you really have to get in the groove of what your character plays as Mm. like for Red Hood I haven't played anybody other than Nightwing but I've seen a lot of game footage from other characters like you just gotta know how your character plays. Okay. And honestly, I'm having a lot of fun with it. I have I think I've played it for like 30 minutes to an hour almost every single day. Nice. Um at either at the beginning of my day or at the end of my day. Yeah, I saw your and Fortnite costume yesterday. <laughs> it's a good costume. Okay. Uh but it's it's actually really fun. And that's another thing that I did have a slight issue with. So the big like Uh, uh, traveling type of uh, systems that you have for each character. Mm -hmm. You don't get it until you're granted the challenge of knighthood. Um, Hmm. And with that, you have to do like a certain amount of crimes and then you have to do something else or whatever. So you don't automatically have that glider as Nightwing. You don't automatically have the teleporting as Tim Drake. You don't automatically have the ghost jumping or the soul jumping as Jason Todd or even the gliding cape of Batgirl until you finish those small things. That's a little bit annoying because otherwise, then you're just using your your zip line, your grappling hook for the fastest way of travel or, of course, your motorcycle, which when you actually drive does not feel that fast whatsoever. So I glide everywhere. That's the fastest way of travel. I
0: hate when vehicles don't feel like vehicles. Uh, It's one of the reasons why I hated that game Watch Dogs. The driving in Watch Dogs was awful. Yeah. So I hate games that do not have good driving. I think it's why I can play GTA forever. It's because the driving in GTA feels so
1: good. Yeah. Um, And every
0: car feels different, which is nuts. Yeah,
1: and, and I genuinely thought, okay, well this is a motorcycle that is made from Wayne tech and made for the bat family. It's got to have like boosters and have all of this like nice gadgets and stuff. And I feel like I'm going 25 miles an hour around Gotham. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not doing this. I'm sorry. Yeah, just put the ice cream music on. <laughs>
0: um, Yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, from what I've seen, I feel like I could play it. I don't know if I'd 100% the game, like I try to do with some games,
1: but Um, honestly, juice, what I would say for now, just because like it does seem to be getting better reviews from normies rather than Mm -hmm. critics, so I think that it might stay the same price for a little bit, but I could see it dropping possibly somewhere near the holiday season or next summer. Yeah, I would say wait until then, and then if you want to team up, we can team up. And that was one of the coolest things, is uh. That if two people are playing, you don't necessarily have to be doing the exact same crimes and and patrolling the exact same areas at all times. You can go on the opposite sides of the map. Now, what I don't like is I found this out yesterday. I was patrolling Gotham last night and -hmm. then randomly I was thrown into a chat and somebody joined my session. Oh, really? Like a random, a random person, not even on my friends list. No, it just for some like I might have to look into the settings. Yeah. But like, somebody just randomly jumped into my Gotham, and I don't have headphones other than the ones that are here for my computer. Yeah, but but their voice was coming from my controller, huh. and I was listening to a podcast. And they're like, "Oh, your muke's not my, uh, your 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 mic's not it's muted." Not muted. I'm like, "What the hell?" And <laughs> then I just like I I don't know if they kicked themselves out or if I muted the controller. Yeah. But I was a little upset about that. Yeah, I fucking hate that. That's why I don't like really playing
0: FPS. Or I, I always get into a party chat when I play games that are online now because I don't want to hear everybody else's mic. Uh, Because, like, dude, some people have some shitty-ass fucking mics. I'm sorry if that's fucking privileged or whatever, but I'm old and I can afford a good mic. So, like, <laughs> I fucking – I'm sorry. I look down. I'm like, you and your shitty fucking Apple <laughs> mic. Uh No, it's just not a great experience, man. It's fucking... And some people, man, I'm sorry, but dude, some people... I remember living in a loud house when I was younger and hearing some of these young kids live in a loud house. I'm just like, oh, no. I'm sorry. I don't want to get memories of my loud house. I'm sorry, guys. Um, But yeah, crazy, crazy shit. But anyways, let's go ahead and move on from that. And I want to talk about... There's two things that I think had some really good discussion. Well, one was uh, uh, something that came up that was said by Tynan... And there's this discussion I want to have that another discussion we had with Raphael that I thought was actually really good because the one thing I do appreciate about having a lot of people talk about Batman or how they view Batman in discord or on this podcast comment section is to see how you guys and gals actually think about Batman or just the Batman mythos. And I, I, uh, this very interesting conversation happened with Raphael where I was talking to, uh, it spun out of a top, me and Drew were having a conversation. And we. I was asking Drew, like, man, where do you get your opinions? Where do you like talk to a lot of people? We were talking about comic shops. And I was like, oh man, I hardly ever listen to anybody at comic shops because those are usually some of the worst opinions I've ever heard with some of the random customers that I've talked to in the comic shops. Because I was talking about this one. T- I got this one guy that was super grumpy one time. Like he fucking hated everything and nothing was good. Like, eh, like he hated Tom King and he hated like the shows that were going on. Cause he was just over here in a conversation. I think I was having with our friend uh, Rob at the store and uh, he just, or no, it was, it was uh, the, the chick that used to work there. I forget her name, but it was, we were having a conversation. He was he just butted in talking about all this shit and I was like, oh, you probably like uh, Scott Snyder's run, right? You probably think that's really good. He's like, no, nah, that run was shit. And I'm like, what? I was like, that's like the <laughs> most, if any if people hate Tom King, they're usually sucking on Snyder's dick. You know what I mean? And he said that run was shit. And I'm like, this guy has just terrible opinions. And so, like, I don't literally listen to people that I talk to at the shop unless, you know, unless it, they're usually the workers that I feel like are more well-rounded. But Even then, I've talked to some workers that don't really know what the fuck they're talking about, too. So um, either way, that spun out to Rafael saying that I think he said he likes Snyder's run, but he thinks it's overrated. Now, I think Snyder's run is fairly rated, in my opinion, with the amount of hype it gets. I think it's a really good run. I don't think it's overrated. I think it is fairly rated. I I wouldn't say it's underrated because it does get a lot of hype. I don't think uh, his Gordon, I think he did kind of, uh, he even said it himself, the Gordon stuff is probably where he jumps the shark, and uh, I kind of agree with that. I don't think it's the best, but I also don't think it's the worst that I've read. Um, But he said, uh, this is what I thought was really interesting, is he didn't like what Snyder did with the Court of Owls about how they were
1: always in Gotham. And This was a very interesting way for him to Phrase it and like, because I know that (laughs) you had texted me like, dude, check out this conversation me and Raphael are having. And I was at work, so I had to check it out later. But I did read that part, Mm -hmm. and he and you asked him to clarify, and he said he does not like the fact that Gotham isn't just broken. It's the fact that this supernatural type of organization has created Gotham to be like this, and he doesn't like that. Yeah, he likes
0: Gotham as a character, as a mythos, as a cursed place. Now, I do want to give Raphael fair, fair game here. One of his last messages says... I understand, um, I understand that I, okay, wait, I see him more as an urban legend. I understand that I gave the city a very negative connotation, but I also think it is precisely Bruce who teaches to, uh, who teaches us to love her, to protect her, despite their flaws. So, um, so he might've gave a, a pretty negative connotation of the city at the start, but Uh, It came down to Raphael essentially seeing the city as a being, as this mythological place. And he also sees Bruce Wayne or Batman as the chosen one. Um, And like, I kind of made the, I I don't view the city that way. I do view the city as a character, but I view the city as a place that endures and a place that always rises because Gotham has been destroyed and rebuilt so many times, you know? And that's kind of like Batman. And I think that's why he's the perfect hero for Gotham, because he's been broken and risen again many a times. And I think that's why he's perfect for Gotham. So it was very interesting to see that, and and it, it, it provides so much perspective on why certain people won't like certain Batman runs, because Raphael thinks that, surprisingly, one of the greatest villains to be made in the last 20 years, the Court of Owls. He didn't like them because he felt like it kind of stepped on Gotham's toes. Now, me personally, with Gotham, I'm like, Gotham would make somebody like the Court of Owls. Like, it just makes sense because it is such a different, unique beast that people like the Court of Owls could thrive in Gotham. Somebody like the Joker could thrive in Gotham, you know? And if you can survive in Gotham, you are just better than everybody else. You know what I mean? Because, like, you're lucky. Like, you fucking, you should go to the casino. Because you could die any moment from anything in Gotham, but Batman's always there to try to save you, you know? And I just thought it was a very interesting conversation. So I wanted to ask you, how do you view Gotham? Do you view it
1: as a character? Is it just a city? What do you think? I think that it is just a city that Batman thinks is a character.
2: Hmm. Okay. And
1: I kind of prefer it like that um fairly recently we talked very minimally because there wasn't a whole lot to talk about in that book um about the short story of uh oh shoot who is the writer and artist where we saw like batman basically writing this love letter to gotham mm-hmm. and we saw it was azarello and uh Uh, uh, yeah 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 uh and it was like batman always referencing gotham as her and all of these different things and we see the passion that batman has of protecting gotham Mm -hmm. but like when it gets for me when it gets too serious in like oh gotham's a character we saw it in of course death metal Two was the fact that like bruce sacrificed himself and then like his soul essence became gotham or whatever yeah like that's a little ridiculous but i i enjoy those tidbits because it gives more character to batman yeah you know yeah
0: I, I will say I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of the supernatural stuff. Like, I mentioned it in the conversation. I don't like the theory or comment that Barbatos is the reason why Batman is Batman. Because that just makes it feel like Bruce had no choice in becoming Batman. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I don't and like it does. That. It undermines the significance of his parents' death.
0: Yeah. And that was my counter argument to um, Raphael as well. I was like, if Batman, if Gotham is a cursed place... What the fuck is Batman doing then? Like, he's kind of pointless. You know what I mean? And yeah. I feel like if if it is, if there's no chance of him saving Gotham, then I shouldn't care about Batman because he's just kind of dumb at that point. You know what I mean? Like, why is he even trying to do it if it is this cursed place? And um, and then that's when he went into, he thinks he's the chosen one and whatnot. But I don't know. I, I like to view Batman as he's made his choices and he's doing everything because he chooses to do so. And that's yeah. his his will is what drives him to try to save everybody. I've, I I uh, went on this spree, which is uh, what I've been doing this week, Clay. So I've been going back and I've been downloading a lot of the books that we thought were really awesome that had one shots that were either one shot stories or were in other books that we thought were really awesome. I completely forgot that Killer mob version. I thought it was in an Urban Legends. It wasn't. It was in a No Gotham Knights. Yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't. It was in like a villain's storybook where it had like Ivy on it. It had Penguin on it. It was like this one shot villain book that came out. It wasn't Gotham Knights. If I don't, if I don't, if I remember correctly, it was not. See, and it,
1: I think that's the printed version, like uh-huh. the printed, like sold as a collective thing. Because if I go to Comixology right now, go to my library, uh-huh. and I go to. I think if I sort this... You're talking about
0: the the series Gotham Knights that was, like, digital, right? Only? Yes. Gotham
1: Knights as in N-I-G-H-T. Not K-N-I-G-H-T. Yes.
0: The one we were covering on this podcast for a while that gave us the Joker social media story. That was really good.
1: Yes. Yes. so I'm looking at it right now. uh It is a uh it's gotham it's batman gotham knights number seven interesting that's not how i downloaded it so
0: it's <laughs> they must have repackaged it maybe but this wasn't it's not a, a graphic novel you know it's not a collection of it it was actually something that they released that we might have covered we might have not covered in this show because okay. i remember this cover and so i was like oh wow who's in this Cause I thought it was in Urban Legends.
1: Well, wait, was it the villain of the like, Like, not maybe villain of the year, but, yeah. but it was all Batman villains. Is it yes. the one with the Dan Mora, uh, no. Penguin Selena so. story?
0: Okay, well, no. Oh, you know what? I, I think DeVito was in that too. It was yeah. in that one, yeah. It was yeah. that one, the DeVito, yeah, yeah. So, the Mothman was in that. So, anyways, I downloaded that for that particular story because I didn't, everything else in there is kind of garbage, in my opinion, but. I downloaded that. I downloaded the Joker, uh course, Carpenter story, which is still fucking gold. I went back and read it. <laughs> the, dog like, got a gun. Well, the funny thing, too, is he shoots a civilian who's like, he's got a gun and he shoots the civilian. And then the dog's still alive. He's like, the dog's got a gun, too. And then he shoots the dog. Like, it's so fucking great. Um, and then anyways, <sighs> so I downloaded that and I was downloading a bunch of these different uh stories this week because. I and and one of the things I had downloaded previously, I started reading some of the stuff that I had a while back. I just read a Tom King short that I completely forgot existed was when he tries to save the priest in the burnt down uh, church. You remember this story? Yes. So I because Mitch Gerard drew this and I was like, man, this was such a good short story that I don't even think we really even talked about much if we did. Because it, it was nice to see that it was Batman trying to save somebody. And it was this priest who ran into a burning building to save kids. And the building collapsed on him. And then it was him and Bruce kind of just talking. Like Bruce takes off his cow and he's like, you're going to die here, father. He's like, I could try to come back. And he was like, don't leave me. Like, I don't want to die alone. And Bruce is just kind of breaking down. Like, he's like, I'm, I was supposed to save you. Like, I'm, I'm worthless. Like, I'm not good enough. And the priest sits there and tells him, he's like, no, like you, you were here to hear me out and I'm not going to die alone. Like that is good enough. Like you need to understand that you're not going to save everybody. And it's those little stories. We talked about the Dan Morris story too, about where that one guy was drunk and he saw Bruce Wayne's face. And then he was just like, oh yeah, I know who Batman is. Like it's fucking crazy. Uh, Those are the little stories that I think are really great. And I've mentioned this on this podcast before that I want to, I want to try to write like small stories just to kind of go back and look at some of this stuff. So that's why I started downloading a bunch of shit. Actually did some writing this past week. I've been, we've been getting a lot of questions. Yes. We've been getting a lot of questions about what would you do with this character? What would you do with that character? How would you re-envision this character? So I decided to pick a character. I'm not going to say it on this podcast, but I decided to pick a character and give a shot at uh, trying to give them some type of origin. Kind of like the Mothman story or something like that. So it was interesting. It was fun. I came up with a bunch of shit. I downloaded all these photos to kind of reference and stuff like that. And it was it was nice to write again. So um that was kind of cool. It's kind of what I did nice. this week. But moving on from that, there's before we go on to viewer questions, there was something that Tynan said this week. It came out. Uh Raphael posted one thing. He was like, yo, we have confirmation. It was confirmed that he was told. To get rid of Batcat, So 100% confirmed that DC asked him. Get rid of the love romance stuff. Now. Tynan also said he was like. The romance stuff is nothing that ever connected with me. Or made an impact. So I was happy to get away from it. So I. How do you feel about that one in general? Like again I always go back to. If you're a creative writer. You could have got it out of this in a creative way. Even if you don't like it.
1: True. Also, I think it's also kind of really shitty to just say that on a public forum. Like, yeah. While also acting really buddy buddy with all your other writers, including Tom King. Yeah. And then being like, oh yeah, it wasn't interesting enough for me.
0: Yeah. Well, he said he said the aspect of the romance wasn't impactful for him. So it's not like he didn't think the story was interesting. Dude, you know I have to be a villain, right? If I ever become a DC writer. Like I automatically have to have a persona of a villain because I've shat on everybody. So oh, yeah. I'm just going to go into it and, and I'll say this right now on the podcast right now. So if anybody finds this out and they're like, Oh, it's all, a, it's all an act. Dude. I think sometimes I think drama could probably make the comic book interesting a little bit more interesting. The comic book scene, <laughs> you know, it makes everything else interesting, right? Everybody else fucking dives into drama and whatever. Like, if some people would be like, oh, yeah, this guy, Jews dude, he said this about Scott Snyder. And I'm like, oh, my God, blah, blah, blah. Because here's the thing. People are either going to buy your books because they're like, oh, yeah, they like your writing. Or because if, if they're like me, there's sometimes, like, where well, I'll hate somebody. I'll be like, this person sucks. And then I'll read their stuff or I'll think there's something like, man, they're actually good. Like, I can't I can't hate on somebody that actually got some good shit. Like, this is, this is my problem. I'm hating to hate. And then I'll change my tune. But um, I think sometimes a little bit of drama can to make some things interesting. But, uh, yeah, I feel like I would be a villain if anybody's like, oh, yeah, he said all this shit. I'm like, I did. I was like, sorry. That's what I did. I was a fan then.
1: But as far as Tynan not really seeing that aspect uh, as interesting, as far as the romance goes, like, I I don't know if it affects me as a reader. Mm -hmm. But, like, I have to ask... How was anything that you came up with more interesting than that? yeah, you because
0: know? he he made Bruce a fifth wheel. Like we talked about that so much. Bruce was never
1: the main character in his own book, yeah, and that was awful. and and I and we he said and it. he created a character that knows all crime that is going on at the exact same time, but also knows how to solve every crime before mm-hmm. it's committed. And like, made this op character that is basically god but not yeah. treated as such like it's
0: yeah and then he made another op character he made an op villain that was really interesting to only be killed by the joker to try to make the joker more interesting then he made a cybernetic character who knew everything that was going on and who knew bruce's wayne's identity immediately and Bruce just kind of reveals himself to her to for shits and giggles because like oh yeah you know who i oh, am oh shit I remember that yeah that. and then he made uh you know this random kid off the street who was able to fight a bunch of uh of uh, jokers and destroy the batmobile uh, let's yeah. not forget about that like he he made a bunch of characters that could have been great but turned out to be shit yeah so like so i just want to know I mean, I just want to say this, Tynan, because I know if if I am happening to be the villain in the future, your run wasn't impactful for, for me. So if I end up killing a lot of your characters, it's not because I have anything against you. It's just the run wasn't impactful for me. Just want to say that. But that's not the one thing I really want to talk about when it comes to Tynan. Because I think he said something even more dastardly. And I don't want this to be a thing. And I can see it becoming a thing. And I fucking hate it. And I've said this is the one thing I don't like that Jeff Johns did. Jeff Johns made the three jokers think. Yeah. Tynan is now talking about a three Bruce Wayne thing. And I don't like see, this. I didn't I didn't see this at all. Like I posted reference. So this is the comment. Somebody says, um, what do you like? What do you prefer? Like what version of Batman do you prefer? I think was the original question. Let me see if I can click on it and it pops up. Uh, let's see. So he's this person on Twitter says, do you believe Batman is the mask or is Bruce? Or is it like a meet in the middle situation? Did that conflict play into the creative process when working on your runs? Uh, by the way, I love your Batman work. Uh, I reread it constantly. This person doesn't have good taste. So, okay. uh, So he's,
1: he's saying I've always liked the three Bruce's answer, both the public Bruce Wayne and the public Batman are mass Batman in the cave in costume with his cow down. Talking to Alfred or the family—that's the real Bruce—is stupid. What, in my opinion,
0: that's Batman. That is Batman. He's saying that there is a third Bruce just because Bruce takes off the cow.
1: I, but no, he's still he's, in the bat suit. He's saying the fighting the crime Batman is a Matt Like, oh, that's yeah. not real. Like, yeah, he's only doing that just for show. Yeah, like as if to say, hey saving the world is not important to him yeah what here's the even stupider thing about
0: this is the biggest theory and the biggest fanfare that people have loved because he's using bruce wayne here which i think is dumb it has been pretty much i think universally agreed upon that bruce wayne is the mask yeah bruce wayne died in that alley when his parents died And that is when Batman was created. Granted, he wasn't doing the training or anything, but the the idea of Batman, the idea of I never want to have this happen to anybody again in Gotham or even the world. That was his. when his mission started, was when his parents died. I have always viewed that. I think Bruce Wayne died in that alleyway. So Bruce has always been a mask, whereas Batman is always Batman. So when he does the party boy, playboy shit, that is a mask. But- And, like, especially with Selena Kyle, too. Selena's, she's Catwoman. Selena is the mask. And I think when they are Bat- Bruce and Selena, they're still Batman and Catwoman to each other. They always love each other. They know each other as Bat and Cat. That is it. It's not yeah. Bruce and Selena. They use that in real, in real life or whatever, but they are always those two characters. And so I think this idea of just because he takes the cow down and talks to Alfred or whatever is stupid. I think it's just a dumb thing that this is the one thing that i, I really dislike with a lot of this, and this is goes throughout a lot of the world is i feel like a lot of people want to be known for something so they'll reach on shit like they want uh, to be very different and they'll
1: try I mean this, to make this is deal. the same guy who said oh well uh ghostmaker is batman sasuke yeah like remember that yeah. shit like that was stupid
0: it's, it's hush If anybody was going to be, it's a hush. Like, it can't be that. It's just because he was trying to make a fucking anime out of Batman. Yeah, yeah, I don't like when this happens. I don't like when writers try to change. the, the. When you have to talk about it, it doesn't work. Kevin Smith, I've never heard Kevin Smith talk about that book he wrote in that detective run. That's another book I downloaded this past week, was in Detective 1000. I've never heard him talk about it, but we talk about it all the time because it fucking added to the Batman mythos, in my opinion. Like, I yeah. think that was fucking great. And I think, um, you know, it's kind of like what Tom King says, right? Like, the 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 viewers or the readers are what's going to make something canon. Um So when writers are out here spewing all this stuff, like, I, I just don't believe it. I, I, I view that for everything, too. Like, I've talked about when the MCU, right? Like, a lot of the directors are like, no, actually, uh this happens and that happens and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, th- it didn't happen in the movies. It doesn't count. Same thing with the books, in my opinion. Um, Yeah, I want to talk about the three Bruce things. Um, If you guys are going to start hearing that or if people are going to start going off on that and starting being like, oh, yeah, well, technically there's three Bruce. I'm going to be like, you're fucking dumb (laughs) because there's one Bruce Wayne mask and that is it. Batman is Batman. That's it. Um, So I will I will die on that fucking hill. But let's go to viewer questions now because we have a bunch of them. You guys hit us with a bunch of comments in Discord and on the YouTubes. Clay, I'm going to need you to read from the bottom going to the top on this YouTube question. Because I got All something right. to say
1: about it. So the very last one, uh, Seb2004. Dude, she never cheated on him. She was sleeping with him in Batman 125. And LOL, is better than having Batcat shit like Tom King. Honestly, I missed the New 52 or Morrison Batman.
0: <sighs> okay. So i have
1: so- talked about... Go, I mean, go for it I mean, I, I, <laughs> I mean this is clearly somebody who i don't even know which uh what was the thumbnail for this this was oh uh, okay yeah. so you had you had you had yeah, black adam the and then you you, I you it did the, the clicks, clicks. Yeah. you did it for I, the I clicks. Know how to the click woman <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> and velmont okay so i i get like you're gonna have a lot of people who hate Tom King, and then come in here and be like, this is the better story, blah, blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Like, he says, dude, she never cheered on him. She was sleeping with him on Batman 125. Yeah. Um. Obviously, first off, somebody that doesn't
0: fucking listen to the podcast. Uh, Clearly. I'll pay attention, at least, if you do listen to the podcast. Uh, second, you don't know how to fucking read, either. Uh, you don't read comic books, I will say that. Because if you did read comic books, And you understood that, well, I mean, I will say, we did talk about it on the podcast, they did a fucking poor job of explaining this, which they've never explained yet, by the way. Still a big plot hole, in my opinion, when it comes to Sadarsky Is he never explained what was going on in that whole Catwoman stuff, because it was supposed to be simultaneous. If you read the comic book of Catwoman that went along with this, that doesn't happen. Nothing's going on. This first... Kiss is their first interaction of possible cheating or whatever. Now, granted, I have said Bruce has kissed Talia. I am waiting for Catwoman forty nine to come out to see if this is legit or not. We already talked about this on the last podcast. And so, you're done. Like you're not you're not reading anything, and it doesn't surprise me that you miss New fifty two or Morrison Batman because everybody that hates Tom King says that shit let me give me the old stuff blah blah blah. something tells me you just don't read enough batman and by the way you probably like arkham asylum which one is one of the shittiest batman books i've ever read so go fuck hate that art (laughs) hate that art terrible book the the dialogue is terrible too and it's freaking grant morrison i like grant morrison that book is garbage so yeah next up ivan jr Yo, what's up, guys? If you guys uh, are James Gunn right now, what would you go into start? Uh, how would you go into starting the new DC Studios? What would be your first move?
1: What do you well, got? we talked about this a lot in Discord. Um, Juice believes his first uh, move should be the Batman problem. Yes. I believe that... James Gunn's first plan of action is to set a hard line of continue, reboot, or soft reboot. Mm
2: -hmm. Like
1: that needs to be hard line because just because The Rock says Black Adam is the phase, the start of phase one, I'm sorry. James Gunn is your new daddy now, Rock. He gets to make the decisions. Yeah. He gets to say, if it's phase one or if it's the last movie of the DCEU, that's just how it's going to be. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um. I think he needs to set that hard line. And then right now he should be planning out his first phase, not necessarily saying that it's a reboot, but saying, Hey, these are the next six films that are going to continue this DC universe.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, and he has to kind of has he has to plan out with what's coming out, which so he has to get really creative, you know? Yeah. Because, you know, if the rumors of Blue Beetle being a hit are true, he's got to deal with that and be like, all right, how do we move forward with this? How do, if people are really liking the Flash, how do I build off of that? So he has to be really creative in his writing. So that's definitely going to be his biggest thing. But yeah, my my number one thing would be getting the Batman problem fixed because if matt reeves is going to take four years to make a batman film every single movie that's the next what fucking three years i mean next fucking seven years it's going to probably be working um my map's yeah. totally wrong there but you know what i mean like it's going to take forever for those movies to come out and i was like do you really want to go every seven years of getting a batman film or some shit i don't want to do that and it's not even a batman that can play with the other friends he's a lonely batman that yeah. fucking spies on catwoman like it's you know, he needs to be able to hang out with Superman and Wonder Woman and all this other shit. And I think that's what people want to see. Like, I want to see the Trinity on screen. I yeah. he, That was hype when Zach Snyder did it in BBS. But I want more of it. I want them to fight something together besides Doomsday that Batman can actually look cool fighting in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not these super powered things that like, oh, or have him do something. Have him fucking drop the watchtower from space. You know, have him do something cool which I'm hoping we'll get some of those scenes from James Gunn or whoever he puts in place. But that would be, that would be the thing I'm going to do, especially if like it is true that Matt Reeves is going to be able to do whatever he wants and James Gunn has no say so in it. He'll be like, okay, that's fine. You do whatever you want. I'm going to also create the Batman universe over here. and You're just going to be your own gritty shit, but we're going to make a comic book version of him over here and just go with that. I wonder if James Gunn does have the option to be like, you know what? actually. I think James Gunn would be smart enough to be like, okay, look, we already know Matt Reeves is going to play with the same old characters that everybody knows about. We're going to bring in more obscure Batman villains, and they're going to be the villains that Batman goes after in his movies in the DC universe. I think, cool. I think that kind of cool. so then it gives you a reason to watch both if you want to see certain villains. Yeah. So I think it cool. I would be like, you can't use Clayface. Uh, I would tell that to Matt Reeves. Like, you can't use Clayface. We're using him over here with a CGI, and we're going to make him look good you know, is not going to be this realistic, clay person you're trying to do, you know? Man, I um, hope so. So I would do that, but yeah. Moving on uh, to Eduardo de la Cruz! Uh, which non-Batman DC villain and which Marvel villain would make a good match for Batman? Minor Captain Boomerang and Vulture? Ooh, I mean, a lot of the Flash villains, I feel like, are just other types of Batman villains. Yeah. Um, but I would like Wait, to see. Did you you skipped Raphael? Oh shit! I thought. It, oh, we've been talking about him so much. I think just subconsciously. Uh, we'll get one. We'll get that one next. We'll get that one next. Okay. Um, yeah. Who would you go with for your your characters? Uh,
1: which non? I see. I read this one earlier in the week. Which yeah. non DC villain and which Marvel villain would you make a good match for Batman, Captain Boomerang, and Vulture? See, I feel like, like in a very odd way, Vulture is firefly. like a firefly, yeah, or a killer moth.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, because the killer moth story we talk so much about—it's an older gentleman, yeah—and he created this moth costume. Same thing with Vulture. A
0: lot of Spider-Man villains are just Batman villains. Let's be real. Let's be yeah. real. Batwoman is Black cat, um, yeah, All
1: that kind of stuff. I would probably give. So, hmm, this is interesting. So None, I want to see. Non-Batman DC villain is probably going to be harder than finding a random. It's Marvel so player. hard because a lot of his,
0: he has so many villains, they branch out into other genre, other characters to fight. Yeah. Which is so crazy. Um, I would say I would like to see him against Kingpin. I think Kingpin would be really cool. Mm-hmm. as a character but also just because i kind of want to see it in a a better told story uh and he's not a villain but i mean batman would see him as a villain punisher so because I, I know we got that in the crossover and yeah. he beat his ass if i'm not mistaken but uh, i would like to see a real story about it you know what i mean so
1: i'd be okay with that too but um... as
0: my non- I feel like going to the flash villains is so easy because they're also kind of like Batman villains. Captain
1: cold, Mr. Freeze. (laughs)
0: Um, you know what? I just, just to see if somebody could make it work. I don't think I could write this story personally, but I'd like to see him go against somebody like one of wonder woman's villains, like Ares. Like how would he take on Ares? The God of war. Yeah. You know, like something ridiculous like that. Um, Because, like, I I would love to go after... I mean, I think if he went after somebody, like, in Superman's villain... I mean, he's went against Lex before. But they're both humans, so it's just, like, a battle of the minds, you know? Um, But, yeah, I don't know. I I do feel like the DC villain is a lot harder to do. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'd like to see a matchup I haven't seen. Like an Ares or some shit like that. That's what I would go with. So, I don't know if that would be a good story, but...
1: I would say... Toy Man superman's toy man okay villain um would be the one to go after batman and as far as marvel villain uh that would be too easy i was i was legit about to say green goblin
0: um hasn't batman fought toyman before i don't think so wasn't that in adventures did we read that? Because remember, they were fighting that robots was, that were fake robots?
1: Was that Toy Man? That was Superman Adventures, but Batman no, wasn't no, no, involved. No,
0: no, no, no. I'm talking about the, the comic book. Remember when Superman was gone and missing? And Batman was fighting, like, oh no, I think it was Lex Luthor that was behind it. But was he not using Toy Man? He was using robots. But remember the gray ghost episode when there's toy bombs that are being blown up? That's yeah. not Toy Man. It's just a random guy? Yeah. Okay.
1: I, don't yeah. I thought that was funny, but yeah. Anyways, so I was legit about to say Green Goblin, but that's too easy of a pick. Um Hob- Goblin. <laughs> 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 um, I would probably say. See, yeah. you know he's more seen as a good guy now. I was gonna, I was gonna say probably a mutant like an X Men villain. Um. But I mean, some X Men kill though, so that would be a villain in
0: Batman's eyes. True, true. But
1: I would say Toad, Blob. No, no, no. Uh, kind of an easy pick, also, like just an Iron Man villain, like, like. I don't know if I don't know if he's still in canon as far as comics goes, but. The guy that uh, was in the very first Iron Man movie. Like, oh, that guy, the bald guy. Yeah. Yeah. I get you. I forget his name. I only know the actor that
0: he was played by. Um, yeah. You know what? Craven uh, might be cool because Craven would hunt bats. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. You know, that'd be kind of interesting to see. But yeah, so there's that. All right. Go, sorry, I, uh, we skipped you, Raphael. That was my bad. Uh, how big is your library in terms of comics? And if you guys are any number, uh, if you guys have any numbers, How many trades do you have? Um, So I would you say that's probably over 100 right there that you can see on mine? It's got to be over 100, right? Because like you can't even see the small ones. Like the thing is, is what I do is I go to like half price bookstores or like, you know, uh, thrift stores or whatever. I go to the book section and if there's a Batman book I do not have, I just buy it to add to the collection. Because my thing is, and I've always said this and people are like, juice, you don't read enough comics. And it's because the reason why is one, I don't have time, but two, I set out from the start. I'm like, the, I'm picking DC over Marvel because I want to just have a lot of knowledge in one thing instead of having minimum knowledge in a lot of things. You know what I mean? So that's why I read a lot of Batman and I, I'll i just buy all of these Batman books that I've never heard of. And I'll just read them. So I half of this is probably shit, but I own it because I'm like, I've never read it before. And it's also because like even the shit books. Sometimes have one good thing that I'm like, oh, I would like to use that in the future. So yeah, but I, I don't know what Clay's got. Clay's got. I mean, you can't. So, even, you're not <laughs> you're not including leaf books, right? Like singles.
1: No, I'm not counting okay. singles because because all of my singles are in these black cases right here. Yeah. Um, that would be over two thousand. Um, but if you're counting all of my trades, there's three shelves down there. That's about a hundred. Right there. Mm-hmm. Then you have here. Uh, here is my special, like Kickstarter, like heavy deluxe editions that I've gotten, and these are let's see, here, four, eight, nine, 10, 11. So eleven times four. That's forty-four. So that's a hundred, like almost nearing fifty. And then you have all of my mangas, which are basically volumes or trades, and that i have i think over 100 as well so i think i have near nearing 300 trades.
0: nice nice yeah it's it's a lot of stuff a lot of stuff yes um a but lot. yeah next question uh at this point do you think it's fair for batman to have his own side piece or still stay loyal to catwoman um so this is Coming off of the episode where Catwoman cheats. So (laughs) I don't know if this is saying, like, if your girl cheats, is it cool to have a side piece? But, um, yeah, I don't know. I I don't agree with that. I think a lot of people would prefer that,
1: I guess. I I think a lot of people would prefer it. And I think, for me, one thing that I've always missed, and I thought we were going to see a little bit more with this run with uh Chip Zardarski, and he kind of just pulled a fast one with his first issue. Um, was seeing more Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And I know it's a little bit harder to see Bruce Wayne and Selena together because the world knows Selena Kyle as a villain, as mm-hmm. a thief, and everything else. Um so I'm not entirely sure how that still works. You know, I I think, if anything, if you were to ask somebody in the magic realm, like, hey, I know magic has a cost, but if you could erase the memory of, like, who Catwoman is, yeah. at the very least, not necessarily mm-hmm. her crimes, but, like, just erase the fact that everybody knows her secret identity, then boom, you're good again. Yeah. Um. But, like, I think people want to see Bruce Wayne in the tux with women around his arms like i think that's what people want and i sometimes miss that just seeing the persona of the playboy type or yeah the playboy type of philanthropist Mm -hmm. but like i right now i can do without it until they solidify what the hell he's doing other than just being batman yeah you know so here's the thing
0: and this could just be me getting older me spending so much time on the internet or me my dog is going crazy right now um i give him a treat just be quiet um but no uh i so much of like guys with multiple girls on their arms and all this stuff is fake It's very fake Uh, the internet has proven that and it is all for looks and all that kind of stuff and we've seen enough of that and like I don't know. It would be interesting because I know Clay said that a lot of people understand or view Catwoman as a thief. We have had multiple stories where Two-Face has become a powerful person in Gotham again after being a criminal mastermind empire builder. You know what I mean? So, like, just seeing Selina as a thief, I don't think matters anymore or is that big of a deal. And here's the thing. I think having Bruce Wayne show up with a dime piece like Selena Kyle is good enough for the Playboy persona. You know what I mean? Because now you can do like how they do with like DiCaprio or... Remember when Clooney never got locked down and everybody's like, who's going to make an honest man out of Clooney? Like that used to be the thing for the longest time was who is going to finally marry George Clooney because he's the most handsome man, everything. And it was always like you know they would ask the woman like oh you know how's it going like is there going to be wedding bells and he'd be like oh bitch no, no I
2: don't it. What, what are you
0: doing <laughs> like but everybody that was with clooney like everybody's like who is this woman who is she she's amazing you know i think if you had that with selena like you could have one people if you go to these parties and have bruce interviewed be like bruce why has, like, why Selena Kyle? A lot of people are questioning if she's this and that. And Bruce could get mad, and you could have Selena kind of hold him back and be like, look, I've stolen a lot of things in my time, but this time I stole his heart. Or some cheesy bullshit like that that tabloids would eat up, right? Or you can kind of talk about how Bruce, it, the reason why he supports, like, Arkham Asylum is he's like, I'm for re- re- rehabilitation or whatever, right? Like, Selena has done some bad things. And whatever. The I think the main thing that would matter, or you would have to do if you want that to happen, is there would need to be a storyline in place to show that Selena's not Catwoman anymore. You know what I mean? Kind of like how Bruce lets people like he's had fake interactions where he meets Batman, you know, so people don't question if he's Batman. You would need something like Selena kind of be like, I used to do that, but I don't do that anymore. When she's still secretly doing it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And if you've read the synopsis for the next upcoming Catwoman books, it looks like she's going to be in jail, and there's still going to be a Catwoman. So that's a thing. So you could have something like that. So I would I would love to see more Selina and Bruce because here's the thing: there have never been Waynes in DC in Gotham anymore. So how great do you think the city would feel if it is like Selina Kyle Wayne? You know what I mean? Like the are back, And then you could run that story. And I think that would be kind of cool. That'd be something better to use. And then you could have people be like, how did you pick this one woman, Bruce? How is it Selena Kyle out over everybody you've dated? He's like, "Ah, blah, blah, blah. You know? Because if you go, I've been watching the animated series too lately. I just throw it on in the background. And dude, the way Bruce is around Selena in that show is so good. Like, you know, he could have anybody he wants, but he's so infatuated by this one woman. And like I think if you write it like that, it just makes sense. And I don't think anybody cares. And in the animated series, I want to point out, she got caught. She got caught. She got arrested. And they were like, you're going to have to do this. You can't be Catwoman anymore. And there is literally an episode where Scarface pays her to steal something. He's like, I need you to steal something. And uh, she's like, okay. And that's when this whole thing comes back around. And you kind of see that. And I think it's uh, it's really good stuff, and uh, I, I would want to see that in there. But no, I wouldn't want Bruce to have a side piece. It's either he's single or he's not. Just fucking make it happen. Like, it doesn't matter. If you want him to go around fucking a bunch of people, then don't have him in a relationship with Selena. But make that fucking clear. That's all I got to say as a reader. Um. All right, going from there, uh, let's see. We have Ethan who just says, yes, and Toby will be the Damien Shanzel's Babylon and he will. He was in No Way Home. Okay, cool. I guess we were talking about Toby. Yeah, because we were talking about like DiCaprio and the you know DiCaprio Batman or whatever. Which I feel oh, like that was two, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Two, two or three podcasts ago. But um, I think he just maybe we didn't answer it and he re- reposted it. I don't really know, but uh, yeah. Uh, again, Toby hasn't really done much. Is I think our sentiment from that. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, Jason, Jason Todd.
1: Todd. Oh, go for it. Who'd win in a fight, Man Bat or Firefly? Uh I mean Man Bat's got like that superhuman strength and can fly. And fucking fangs. Like yeah. he would eat Firefly. Now, you could say, yeah, Firefly could just set him on fire, but like he's pretty fast. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think Man Bat
0: will fuck him up. Yeah, I I'd, I'd go Man Bat for sure. Uh, let's see. Uh, we got Clay. What video game developer would you like to see make a Batman slash DC game? I think Ubisoft can make a very special, uh very special. Or Genshin Impact devs would make a good Batman Samurai game. Um, I will say uh, I did use Ubisoft as a Wonder Woman game <laughs> for you know yes. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yeah. So yeah. I, I did do that. So I could agree with that. Um. I would like to see Naughty Dog make a DC game.
1: I, ooh, actually, for Last of Us, yeah, yeah, I'd like to see. Yeah. Him. So I could see that um, Naughty
0: Dog presents Red Hood. I'd be. I could that. see
1: it. Yeah. I could see it. Yeah. So. Man, who do I want to see make a DC slash or Batman slash DC game? Who's making um, the
0: Wonder Woman game? Insomniac.
1: Um,
0: let me actually
1: check. We haven't
0: heard about that in a while, but I know they announced that's that
1: since the teaser. no. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Which I'm excited for that. I hope that's good. Um, if not, I'm going so to play
1: Odyssey. The developers is Monolith Productions. No idea. So Monolith Productions, if we look it up real quick, has made they're uh, the really cool thing uh, uh, known for creating the Lord of the Rings and Middle Earth games, Shadow of Mordor. Uh,
0: okay, that got a lot of praise.
1: Yes. So, so. one of the things that uh, they have in their in-game mechanics is like I can't remember the exact wording of the uh system mm-hmm. but what this system is going to have in the wonder woman game is like if you fight somebody in the game they will always remember who you are oh. so like if you leave and then come back they will remember you as somebody who was fighting them and they'll be like hey i'll fuck you up type of thing so interesting yeah yeah i never i bought that game and
0: never played it Cause I used to have this thing back in the day. I don't remember, man, that game's really old. I don't know if I was working at my, at our old job or not around when that came out. Yeah. But I used to have this thing where, um, it was this little hack I used to do. We, I used to work at a, uh, like a Sam's club a long time ago. And the one thing you guys don't know about those bulk stores is since they do buy in bulk, when they buy games in bulk, sometimes those games don't sell. And they're like, we need to fucking sell these. And so sometimes you could find, like, legit PS5 games, or I mean, probably now, but, like, it was back then, it was PS4 games. You could find these PS4 games for, like, cheap. And I would be like, bro, what? Uh, It would be like a a hit title for, like, 20 bucks. that's still, like, $60 elsewhere. So what I would do is I would buy multiple of these games, and I would go and take them over there to Walmart, and I would exchange them because you can there's a certain amount that you can exchange stuff without a receipt you only get store credit but they'll be like all right we got it i don't think this works anymore because i think they got more of a sophisticated system where if the barcode doesn't scan it doesn't count anymore so i think they i think they cleared this patch so i'm sorry for those but back in the day used to be able to do this and i would just exchange it for better good games And nice. so I got a bunch of games for a while. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, because I was I was dating this chick at the time, too, because they would they would get your ID, though, when you did this to make sure you weren't trying to pull some shit. You can only do it like two or three times. And so I'd get like friends or whatever to do it. I nice. get games. So
1: I'm like, I'll let you know. But uh, to answer the question, I would want Sucker Punch Games to make a Batman game. Sucker Punch Games has made infamous infamous second son infamous two and most recently ghost of shishima which ghost of shishima was a gorgeous beautiful heartfelt emotional badass game that i have played in a very long time yeah Uh, the way that i mentioned it to juice was it was basically uh uh Assassin's Creed Odyssey and Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild like mixed together. Yeah. And it's just freaking amazing. It really is. So if they were to make a Batman game, that would be pretty badass.
0: Yeah, I'd be very interested to see like if you could do a different Batman game or if it always has to be like Arkham Knight, you know? Yeah. Like is that is that the perfect Batman game going forward? Can we get another one? Like I'm going to be very curious. Um, all right, next one we got is Moncre. Uh, do you think Penguin's Umbrella Gun would fit into Reeves' verse and would or would it be too wacky? Also, what character do you think they can introduce in the Penguin HBO Max show and why? Um, I don't think it's too wacky.
1: Do you? I don't think it's too wacky. Um, just because Reeves did introduce things like the grappling hook, yeah, contact lenses, contact lenses, and If you have seen Mythbusters, the grappling hook is something that cannot exist in this world. So you can stretch belief with that. Same thing with a umbrella gun. You could very much add, excuse me, you could do the flamethrower umbrella. Now, the uh, helicopter one where he flies Mm -hmm. with it, that might be a stretch. Yeah, that would be too wacky. Yeah, but everything else I think could work very well in the Matt Reeves verse. Now, as far as I want to, I want to clarify something real quick. Mythbusters
0: have had some of their busted myths made plausible in the future by other people, though. So, really? Yes. So here's the thing. I I could be wrong. So now, technically, a small version of the grappling hook can't exist.
1: But a large one can.
0: One that wraps around your wrist can, though. Because I think those guys, the Hacksmiths, have done it. Ooh. Yeah, so... Did not know that. Yeah, and those guys have made, like, crazy superhero shit. Like, so it's really cool. So they've made an actually working grappling hook. Also, uh, there was that one guy, I think I reacted to it, that made the spider webs. That's also, like, a kind of a grappling hook to swing in. And he actually went to a foam pit area and swung on it. And it's not a foam pit that it wasn't made by twitch so this phone pit was actually safe um so like crazy shit but um yeah so there that is possible but yeah the the contact lenses that have all the camera shit that was wacky you know that was i mean but it, it worked you know i was like okay that's that straight but i hate how people use that they were like uh contact lenses that record and you're saying i can't get clay face i'm like very different things <laughs>
2: very different
0: things like chill the fuck out once technology we've been able to do crazy shit with technology but you're also talking about a man that can transform into anything and transform into other people changes vocal cords changes eye color and changes dna basically like that is very far on top of technology yes i think a umbrella gun would work an umbrella helicopter would not that'd be too wacky uh, but you were saying as who they can introduce
1: as to who they can introduce, we kind of talked about this before in the idea of like, can this be the introduction to the wackiness of the Reuseverse and into the supernatural and quite possibly like the more comic booky stuff? stuff? Um, I'm still a little nervous to say yes to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that this can introduce... Characters such as Matches Malone. I think that you could still see a Bruce Wayne looking after Penguin with a Matches Malone and him not know about it. Uh, You could introduce possibly, I think it's a little early, but possibly a Two-Face in here. Maybe even a Harvey Dent. You could introduce, uh, we didn't get to see a uh like uh rene montoya but you can get like a a yeah. rookie a rookie renee montoya in here um
0: bullock i think i think bullock would be a good shout getting bullock in there
1: yeah bullock
0: um, too yeah I, I i don't know like obviously i always want to go to scarface and introduce a scarface introduce people like that but i think he's probably gonna introduce like a maroney or um Go to. I would get uh some of the people from the animated series. Like, there's a lot of gang mob bosses that they didn't that they use in the animated series that they don't use in the movies. Um, so like I think it's Stonewell or Stonewall or whatever. It, it's the guy that's like he's fat and has white hair, and that's the first episode oh, yeah. of Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn yeah. shows up in that episode, so I think that would be really cool. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot of things that a lot of people they could introduce. But they're probably going to keep it to, to, you know, more mob boss types. I don't think we're going to get anybody too crazy. And, again, it's the reverse, so they're going to be all serious and, you know, grounded, as they like to say. So, um, I don't know. We'll we'll have to wait and see. I will say uh, Matches Malone would be funny because I just don't see this Bruce Wayne pulling off of Matches Malone. You know what I mean?
1: I just it don't would, see it. It
0: would be Pattinson, yeah. in
1: that lighthouse beard and mustache. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: just, I just don't see it because, like, matches when you go to the comic books and stuff. Like, I don't know, man. I, I think Pattinson looks good in the bat suit. He looks very questionable outside of the bat suit. He doesn't look intimidating. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ben Affleck looks intimidating when he was in in BVS outside of the bat suit he was a massive dude he looked like he can fuck you up i don't get that vibe from pattinson you pattinson. know yeah. he, he and that's what matches is yeah yeah matches if you guys don't know who matches malone is he is a gangster that pulls weight and like a lot of people will hire matches or like he's just his own guy and uh he does a lot of uh you know he does a lot of cool shit but at in the mob boss uh area but yeah i just don't get that i don't think he would be a good matches malone in my opinion But uh, yeah, that's it. That's it for uh, what we got for those questions. And I don't think we got
1: much in Discord, but I think we got one or two. The uh, Discord questions, I believe they're mostly the stuff that we were talking about in our main topics. But um, let's see here. Uh, Charlie did ask the NFT question. Yes. But Bats has our first question saying, with the Henry confirmation uh, that he's officially backs the soups and with a statement, a very small taste of, uh, of what's to come. Do you think there's going to be an announcement of man of steel movie very soon, or would it be building up to that movie thing with Henry doing a much, uh, a bunch of cameos before the film? What would y'all prefer? Um, I don't think it's any man of steel. We already covered that. Yeah. Uh,
0: I could see cameos for now because, if I'm not mistaken, Witcher has already been confirmed for four, season four and five, and they're recording
1: back to back. Yeah, they're they're filming it back to back. Henry even stated that before this huge announcement, he had to get the production's go ahead yeah. on The Witcher, and he couldn't even tell him for what. He's like, hey, yeah. I got this thing. Can you please just let me do it? It'll yeah. only take like two days or so um so like i think whether it be that they were like oh shit you're doing superman aren't you yeah he said it was kind of hard to yeah so i i I think that they would be cool with it um but i do think if you were to put him in the suit for let's say two weeks Mm -hmm. and just film basic cameos with the context of what the film is about or how that cameo is supposed to be taking place. Yeah. Cause I don't know if I necessarily like the idea of Henry being like Marvel's phase one, Nick Fury of like getting everybody recruited into a new justice league. Yeah. But like, even if the cameo was, Hey, you're going to be saving like this building. And we're just going to put that in this movie. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm cool with that, you know, like maybe it's something on TV or maybe, you know, it's something that Blue Beetle sees as he's like flying over whatever, you know, it's just random stuff like. I think those type of cameos could work, but I don't want him to be the what everybody has dubbed the Nick Fury type of the DC yeah. universe.
0: What if he has a cameo? I don't think they're going to film anymore, but what if he had a cameo at the end of Shazam, where he actually tells Shazam about Black Adam?
1: I'd be cool with that. Yeah.
0: So, cause I, I think realistically right now, cause I'm assuming Witcher season four and five probably records next year. I don't know if they've started yet. Um, yeah. I don't think they've started production on it yet, but I mean, it's a good sign that they're recording back to back. So That means he won't have to worry about that for a while. I don't know if there's going to be. I never played the games. I don't know if this is going to get a season six or whatever. But that means he'll be free to record. So the good thing is, is from what we understand, they're going to record. They're going to start writing the new movie. And then he's probably he's probably tied up so he can't do anything. And I don't know if he has any other obligations besides
1: that. Um, Uh, Right now, he's doing press for Enola Holmes 2 with Millie Bobby Brown. Uh, right now, DC is receiving pitches for this would-be Superman movie. Yeah. Um, they haven't chosen anybody yet. They haven't chosen a director. Um, I, I highly doubt we get anything on that until possibly Comic-Con. Yeah, my year. Comic-Con
0: prediction now is makes so much more sense. <laughs> Woo! Thank you, James Gunn. Um, and he's a big comic-con guy if i'm not mistaken i think he likes comic-con so maybe he'll be like we need to do something
1: well pretty- i think i think him being the person that he is yeah i think it's smart if he's on the stage making these that would be awesome because he's done that for marvel right uh i think he has gone on stage for like a guardians of the galaxy panel yeah. but yeah. he has never been like hey we're gonna do all these announcements the here you go yeah like That's always been Kevin Feige. I was in Hall H when they announced
0: Justice League or when they showed that shit. It was so hype. Like, it was fucking crazy. Because they all came out, um, which was nuts. Uh, But that was still when Snyder was directing at the time. But, yeah, anyway, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's back. At this point, I'm just like, fuck it, you know? All all I need to hear now is Ben is going to stay on for a while and then we're fucking good. I don't care. I don't see Gal leaving. Uh, We've also, I think Patty Jenkins... She's kind of got she's got a lot of bad heat on her right now, I think, you know, and so she's probably like, oh, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll definitely be down to do more Wonder Woman films. You know what I mean? Um, But to be honest, I think you let Patty do three and then you bring in somebody else if you want to do more.
1: Yeah. She says that she has a concept for four. Yeah. But I would just be like, yeah, no, we're good.
0: Yeah, I'd want to bring in. I don't mind bringing in another female, uh, director, but I'd be. I would want to see how somebody else would handle Wonder Woman. You know? Yeah. Um, I would love to see Gal stay on, and I don't think Gal's doing much. Uh, so hopefully she's down to stay on forever. Because again, she that Wonder Woman is a character that it doesn't matter if she gets old.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? I I know that uh Gal has a Netflix movie coming out soon. Yeah, that's pretty much it yeah oh she's got that if cleopatra is it even happening anymore oh i haven't heard anything I about Cleopatra.
0: because wasn't that also patty jenkins yep yeah so i don't even know if that's happening but yeah there's that uh we got the ponderer who kind of we've read one of his questions already but he says how should an actor portray batman now i'm not talking about who played batman the best but how should an actor play batman so that when you see him you don't see the actor playing batman you see batman
1: I think this is a hard question. And the reason why I say it is because you're never going to see an unknown play Batman.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, I also think like, I, you know, to be honest, I don't think we've ever gotten a true Batman. That's why. So. Yeah. We've always
1: gotten the realistic Batman. Um, I know that like Keaton Kilmer and Clooney have gotten close to what the comic book is, but like, I think now with this like modern technology with what we've seen Zach do with Ben Affleck in that warehouse scene, you can get there. You can definitely get there. It's just, being able to do it for an entire movie and not just like a six minute fight scene.
0: Yeah. And a lot of people are like, Cavill is Superman. And I think the reason why you're never going to get Batman is because we don't get the white eyes. Yeah. That's why you're, you're never getting, because like you can have what's you can have Gal Gadot dress up as Wonder Woman and be like, she's Wonder Woman, but Batman, he's known for those white eyes that make him look menacing. And if we never get that, you're never going to get the full Batman experience.
1: And there's so many people that think that, you can't act without your eyes
0: yeah which is so dumb look at deadpool deadpool was so expressive you know what i mean um now i think a lot of people would be like it's so dumb that the cow moves but i'm like you let that slide for every other fucking superhero that wears a mask in the mcu and you're gonna bitch about it with batman like go fuck yourself because spider-man's eyes move deadpool's eyes move and let's not be if we're gonna talk dc fucking what's his name's eyes moved. In Aquaman, uh, the villain. What's his face? The villain. The villain. No, the other one. The other one. The the brother. Oh yeah, yeah. His eyes moved. So like, the idea that you can't do this with Batman is baffling to me. I think it's dumb. Yeah. And also, if you don't believe that, I mean, Snyder did it with the armored suit. So that is also true but it didn't have expressions in it, but he's still like you, you knew he was mad when he was like, you know, you're not a man or whatever the fuck he said, you know, like go back, go back and just watch that scene in the armored suit and tell me if you can't tell Ben's acting and he's mad. Tell me that you can't tell me that he's not in pain. Like go fuck yourself. If you, if you genuinely think that, Uh, but anyways, so I think that's it. The last question we have is from Charlie who I didn't take this question seriously at first. He was like, what are your thoughts on NFT comics? And if you think they're the future,
1: I love your response. Your response is serious questions only, please. And He goes, you always do this, man. (laughs) You always say this. And if I elaborate on it, you're going to say that's my second question. And you're not even going to do it. And then you legitimately were like, well, if you put actual evidence that this is an actual thing. And he actually threw it out there. And I said, fair enough. He, you know? So there is this article here um that is saying DC adds grading and rarity to NFT comics released weekly via DC Collectibles. How do you feel about this?
0: Stupid. Stupid. Because one NFTs have already showed that they're dead. Uh article came out 2 weeks ago that Logan Paul spent like 900,000 or 200,000 or some ridiculous amount of money that I don't know if I'll ever see in my lifetime on an NFT and it's worth $10 now. It was worth almost a million at one point or a quarter of a million, I don't remember. And it is now worth $10 or less.
1: That is wild.
0: Yeah, yeah. And um, I just don't, I, I, I'd i rather buy a digital comic. Why would I want to buy this NFT stuff? Look, if you buy this NFT shit and it pops off in the next twenty years, hey, you know that's ego in my face. I just I, I I would believe more in crypto than I would these NFTs, to be honest. Now, granted, here's the thing: we know that the market, we're in a recession, and we're in all this stuff. Everybody will tell you it's Biden or whatever you want to believe, and we were headed downwards anyways because of everything that's been happening. And I think because of the market like that killed crypto, right? Everybody killed crypto. Cause everybody was using their excess money to buy crypto. And then fucking crypto died. I think when the market is bad, crypto is going to be bad. If that market fucking shoots back up, like it was, then crypto is going to rise again. I think I I think they're just, they're hand in hand together is how I view it. And um, I think once that happens, then you might see these NFTs pop off again, but I just don't like you're, you're letting Mark Zuckerberg be in control of the metaverse. Like, People don't like that. They're like, dude, he's a robot. Why would we allow that? It's not going to happen. And so like Meta's dying. Facebook is like losing a lot of people. And I just don't really, I think I could see crypto being something in the future. I just don't think
1: NFTs are going to be what they were. Have you seen that, that interview with Keanu Reeves and how he like reacts to somebody asking him about NFTs? No, I haven't. Dude, no, he like somebody's trying to explain, like probably basically mansplaining to Keanu what what NFTs are. Yeah. He's like, Yeah, but I could just copy paste and keep that photo forever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it <was> just smart. <laughs> have you seen the interview
0: with Keanu where he talks about how people have taken his face and made like sex stuff with it? It's the same interview. It's the same interview with Trinity. Yeah. Yeah. And he's all like, I think that's awesome. And then she's like, for me, no, thank you. <laughs> and he's like for real you don't think that he's like i think that's awesome because you don't have to do anything and you get paid for it you know what i mean i'm like well you're not gonna get paid keanu people are just doing it <laughs> <laughs> but i think it would be cool if he licensed it and he was like yeah put my face on somebody's body and people can fuck me in a game i don't care um i mean fucking why not but uh yeah i think why? that's uh, that's funny Yeah, I don't know, man. NFTs and shit like that are just stupid to me, in my opinion. I think you can do cool shit if you, like, yo, you can buy this cheap NFT. It's the price of your ticket for a movie, and you get access to
1: some other bullshit.
0: Like, you know, but a lot of this is just a comic book. That's an NFT. I don't care.
1: Like, I got the NFT from DC Universe from uh, when they were... Yeah. Yeah, the free one that we got. Yeah. But, like... I don't even know how to look at it again.
0: I don't even, yeah, mine's in an email, probably. I don't know how to access it. And I know if you lose crypto shit like that, you, and you don't know your password and stuff, there's nobody, there's no way you can get it again. So it'll just be forever in the face. But like, I think me and Clay got like the same one. And I'm like, what the yeah. fuck? How, how is this like nice? Like it doesn't like, make any sense. It
1: was, it was so weird. They were treating it like loot. Like, oh, yeah. these are commons. These are uncommons. These are the rares. It's like, no, if it's, if it's art, Like, and if you're going to treat it like these NFTs are, then each and every one should be unique in some aspect.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I thought that was, I don't think it's going to work. So, Um, but let me know, Charlie, do you think it's going to be a good thing? I don't, I don't think it works. I think it sucks. But anyways, that is all we got for viewer questions. Now let's move on to comic books. Now, Clay, you mentioned a particular story where something was gonna happen and then you just didn't care anymore. What book was this?
1: Uh Punchline.
0: Oh, was, okay. Yeah.
1: So let me know. Because I actually I didn't have an issue with Punchline. So in the very beginning of Punchline, she saves this dude. And, like, her personality and the way she's talking, I'm like, motherfuckers, if you make this villain a vigilante, a good yeah. person, I'm going to be so pissed. And nobody for- should forgive her after everything that happened in Joker War and everything else. And then immediately after that, she, like, slit some dude's eye. And I'm like, oh, okay, never mind. She's not a She's not a hero. She's not a vigilante. Yeah, But then the rest of the book, I just really didn't care about.
0: Yeah. So what Clay's talking about, she saves this guy. She saves him because he has a social media following. Yeah. So um, if you cared about the previous punchline shit, which nobody was reading from my understanding, she was getting really into like podcast shit. And she was telling her story and she was getting this cult following through a podcast because everybody loves murder mystery podcasts and blah, 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 blah. So I think they're trying to carry that over. Um, uh, so this kid was like streaming and he went to a bad part of Gotham was getting his ass beat. And then punchline showed up, saved him. And she was like, Oh, you're, you know, they've got a lot of viewers here. And so she kept him to probably use him for his influence. Right. And then the only good thing about this book is, which I thought it was very interesting. The way they went about this was they were <coughs> talking to the Royal flush gang. And they, I think they're, this is a new iteration of the Royal Flush Gang, but it was uh, this black couple where they were living in a, like, uh, HOA subdivision, which I thought was so funny. And they were telling this person, they're like, yeah, park out front, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, the HOA will get mad or whatever. And we uh, we got you a parking pass. So Punchline shows up to the door and they're like, okay, yeah, like, how are you into this? And like, what are you into? Essentially, they were setting up a fucking three-way. Yeah. And so, like, Punchline, they're like, oh, yeah, you like, kind of crazy or whatever. And so, Punchline's like, oh, yeah, I just like to get down to business. And they're like, oh, we like that, too. And then they kind of get ready to, like, fight because Punchline says some shit. And they're like, he's like, dude, I'm going to hit you with my scepter. The chick puts on her gloves. She's ready to fight. She's like, no, 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 I'm not here for that. I'm here to make you what you were. And then she reveals, like, she knows that they have the Royal Flesh game costumes. And so, she shows the Royal Flesh game costumes. And there's this joke of like, okay, but we're really going to need to get you that parking pass because the HOA for here fucking sucks. So like, it's like this weird little thing like that. And then it's going on and just kind of talking about uh, punchlines trying to get like some chemical bullshit for her, you know, her whole thing. There's this, I I'm assuming this new character. I don't, I've never seen this character before that he's working on trying to get the compounds and all this bullshit. And she's just like, yeah, figure out to do something with this guy who, who's a social media guy. And they pour something on him. So it looks like maybe he's going to be a new villain. I don't really know. But they pour something on him. And uh, he's getting eaten alive. And then we kind of just see the Royal Flush Gang. And, like, you know, uh, she's talking about how she's selling this new drug in stores. Because there's no regulations right now. And they don't know what's in it. And blah, blah, blah. And so she's, like, getting everybody hooked on it. And if I'm not mistaken, she mentions the girl from Catwoman. So we do know that Catwoman is going to be crossing over with Punchline in the next issue or two issues from now. So I think they're trying to tie these together. And if I'm not mistaken, this Iko, uh, is it Miko or Iko? I think it's Iko. Um, She is the other Catwoman, apparently. So I don't know what's going to happen here, but it looks like Punchline is going to move in on her territory and it's going to start causing some riffs. And this is probably how Catwoman is going to get involved. But it's also going to have the Royal Flush Gang. The cool thing that happened, and I don't know if you picked up on this because you might have lost interest in here, but Bruce Wayne was at this party. Yeah, yeah, and so he was undercover as this different guy, which I
1: thought was kind of cool. I and- kind of called it when, okay, nice in the very beginning. I yeah. was like, that kind of looked like Mattress Malone. Like, I, to- I was, I was just kind of throwing it out there. Yeah, and then at the very end, like you said, it actually goes back to this one scene, yeah. and. Uh it's really funny because like this dude is live on his phone and he's getting these comments and this one guy is like that dude looks like a cop and so the guy goes up to him and is like are you a cop like yeah. being really stupid about it because if he was a cop then you're freaking fucked or whatever yeah um but Bruce matches balloon whoever he is being disguised as is like what the hell did you just call me man and like throws him you know off to the side And then you see him walk away and you see, you hear Oracle, you see the bubble of Oracle talking in his ear and you see him as like, he was getting ready to go in there, leaving the Batmobile. I thought that was kind of cool.
0: Yeah, no, I think that was kind of cool. So like, I like the way they're tying it into it. I mean, punchline is what you would kind of expect from one of these side books um, that's not being pushed like really heavily, but it was, it was okay. But I can see where it, it kind of dropped off. But I like the Royal Flesh Gang. I, I don't mind. I'm always for people trying to bring back other characters. And Punchline, I think, has definitely fell off since the book. Like, you know, why is she not with Joker right now? Like, I don't understand that. Um, I don't know why they're still separated. I don't know why she hasn't met up with them again. But if Because as of other- right
1: now, everybody still thinks Joker is dead?
0: Yeah, I mean, there's two of them now, uh, you know, apparently, with that book. Um, but yeah, there's that. But um, so there's not really much to say about that. Let's move on to Riddler Year One. Now, this is for all of the fans that love the Batman and think the Riddler is the best Riddler and this movie is the greatest. This was written by the Riddler himself, Paul Dano. So what did you think of this? I've, I've seen people talking about this. They're like, oh my God, it's a tie-in. It's this and that, blah, blah. Did you think it added to the character?
1: No. Um... I understand threads of how this character is where he is in the Batman, I guess. Mm -hmm. But this was a very generic story. Yeah. It was your very stereotypical, not so popular nerdy dude at work, not being appreciated for the work that he does And that draws him to be eventually the villain that we all know and love. Like Mm -hmm. that's very generic. And again, because of his like manifesto in the Batman, we know that he inevitably wanted the Batman to be on his side. And we see that here with like his fascination with Batman. And I mean, it's okay. I felt like the the inner monologue and the dialogue all together was a little clunky mm-hmm. and a little cheesy.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, we it it's unfortunate that this is coming out after we read One Bad Day Riddler just a few weeks back, you know, which is also just kind of another origin. Um I agree with I think, you know, cause there's only so many stories you can write for a villain, right? Like a lot of them are going to have a lot of similarities. They were the picked on or whatever. And I think when it comes to like, if you were writing a D list character, I think those are the characters that are okay to have these kind of origins that they got picked on that are generic, as you say, right. It just depends on how they became the villain that matters. I think the most, because eventually I think everybody, not everybody can have the Joker origin, you know? Yeah. But for the Riddler, I think you needs something a little bit better than this you know Um, you could have went into a little bit more of like him getting picked on or him being like a social outcast. But here it just seems like he's being taken advantage of somebody by somebody at work. And I'm like, yeah. And maybe that's what they're trying to go for. Maybe they want it to be generic because they want, you know, at the end of the Batman, they had everybody being the Riddler, right? Like, so anybody can essentially be the Riddler. Um, I never really liked that idea because I feel like these Batman villains should be unique. Instead of everybody can be them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and again, I, I I wasn't fond of the Riddler and and his like, hey guys, um, you know, we got five hundred views today. Uh I don't like social media Riddler. I think that was kind of shit. Yeah. But yeah, they tried to add more, but again, this is a movie. And if it doesn't happen in the
1: movie, I don't think it counts. And well, so not not only that, because a majority of the general audience that may or may not have loved this movie. Yeah. will never read the book. 100%. I agree.
0: Um but I again, I, I agree with you. I don't think it really added much. It didn't really do much. And yeah, it wasn't it wasn't great, but it wasn't the worst thing I read. I'll say that. You know? So Yeah, no, no. I I don't think don't, it I was th- the worst thing. I wasn't happy. I mean, I wasn't like, ugh, you know, I want to drop this book. But Gives us a perfect segue for a book that I think it might be time to drop, Clay. I need to get your opinion on the latest issue of Ram V's Detective Comics. Because this book is boring as fuck. (sighs) Yeah, this is
1: Detective Comics, what, 165? Yes, this is... 1065. 1065, 1065, however you want to name it. I don't care about these characters. I don't care about the story. I don't even know where he's wanting to take Batman in this story because, again, just like Tynan, I feel like Batman is kind of on the fifth wheel here. Yeah. And I don't want to read that story. I don't want to read the fifth wheel Batman story. And I now I'm starting to realize maybe that backup in the prior issues was important for us to read because I read this and I was like, what the fuck is Jim Gordon doing here?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't care. I, there's nothing in this book that is exciting.
1: I don't even like the art that much, you know? Yeah. The art is starting to get kind of like meh for me. Uh, I was counting the page count like almost every other page. I was just like, this is like taking too long. Jesus Christ. Like, when is it going to be interesting? Yeah. Like, unfortunately, like I told Juice, Ram V has like fallen from grace, man. Like, I I don't get how he went from Catwoman to this.
0: It's so weird that some writers are so good at writing supporting characters and not the main character right ram v wrote an amazing catwoman which is crazy because i i need to go back and look and see if brubaker ever wrote batman and wrote him well you know what i mean um because i wonder if brubaker can write a batman really well but ram v has shown me that he is able to make batman boring a lot of people, I think Drew said he he didn't like Tynan's uh, Detective Run, which is fair. Um, but I actually enjoyed Tynan's Detective Run. But yeah. again, that wasn't centered around Batman. That was more was, of a Tim Drake book, more Batwoman yeah. book. And so I don't think I don't think Tynan can write Batman well. And a lot of people will be like, "Well, what about Eternal? Because Eternal had a lot of fans, but Eternal also had Scott Snyder, so it was a tag team." because that book went on for what 52 weeks or didn't it It was like a book a week or some shit like that like wasn't eternal pretty long i forgot like the actual how eternal worked but anyways i don't even know if we should review this for y'all guys because it's just boring like there's these characters that have masks and they're trying to set up this new organization or maybe they're dealing with talia and batman's trying to like you know, he feels old or there's like, he's, uh, you know, a step behind and it's just all boring to the point where he almost drowns. And then he floats up to the ocean and Jim Gordon's there to save him. And he's also like, now there's this other random person that's helping him that has
1: no shirt. And yeah, yeah. apparently, uh, Gordon had found this individual in Mm -hmm. the backup. And okay. now he's hanging out with him for some reason. Like I didn't care enough and I didn't like the art in the backup uh to want to even read it. Um but yeah, I'm not interested in this detective story. Like we we are still getting the inklings of something supernatural and mentally attacking Batman here, yeah, with like that red being pulling him under the water or whatever. Yeah. Um I, I don't know what Ram V is wanting to do with Batman.
0: He said he wanted to do some kind of an opera type thing. I was expecting something very different from this. Um, and it's not good. And honestly, I think we skim the next book. And if it's not interesting, we just say like, hey, guys, it's done. We're not covering it anymore. Yeah. Because it's, yeah, it's boring. It is boring. I thought I was going to get that from Zdarsky. Um, But... Ram V failed me first, which is crazy. So, sorry, Ram V, but uh, it's just not compelling, man. I'm sorry. Let's move on to a writer that never fails me, Tom King. And let's talk about Human Target. Um, <laughs> what did you think of this? Because this book, and it's funny
1: because Drew,
0: Drew, I don't know if you read the little thing Drew talked about. He said he went and talked to Mitch and... You know, oh yeah We was saying drew said he talked to mitch and I, I, the quotes like buried in discord at this point but he said something along with, that he's not a fan of what he did and mitch was all like it might not be what you think and so that's could be anything so drew's all like it's all a dream confirmed i hope not i fucking hope not that
1: would be so stupid.
0: Yeah, I fucking hope not, you know? Um because the story's so good because you think Chase is going to die. Now, as a comic book reader, I think something's going to miraculously happen that's going to make Chase okay. But I'd be cool with Chase dying at the end of this book. I'm totally cool with that.
1: I would be okay with Chase dying at the at the end of the book because I think he needs to die, yeah. but like if something miraculously happens to bring back Guy Gardner, yeah, I think that will be where I'm like, BS. That's bullshit. Like, yeah, I don't
0: know. Um, yeah, it's gonna be very interesting. But they're gonna bring back Guy Gardner. I just, I just feel it. But then again, Tom King killed Alfred, and he's still dead. So you never know. You never know. And I, I don't remember. But did Adam Strange die at the end of his book? I don't remember. Uh... He got shot, right? His wife shot him, or I don't remember. His wife. I'm pretty at sure beat he died. Shit him. Did he die? Yeah, I gotta, I gotta go back. I got to read those books, um, but you know, he's always done some crazy shit. But anyways, this particular uh, whole, this whole book, I actually really like this concept of Guy Gardner's friend, who is this Russian guy. Is this a character? I don't remember. Yes, this, this is uh,
1: this is Rocket Red. Okay. He's a part of Justice League Detroit. Um. He was technically, I believe, in Justice League International in New 52. Um and yeah, so this this was very interesting. Him coming after uh uh chance and oh I'll chase.
0: <laughs> right? Chance, yeah, chase, I think it's I uh, chase or chance, whatever. Chancey chase.
1: I need the I the human I, target. The human target. Um and, like, him knocking out ice first because, like, hey, she's going to be the bigger obstacle, put her to sleep, and I'm going to fuck the human target up. Yeah, And I just love the idea of, like, the human target being like, oh, I've been a, I've been a human target my entire life. And so the things that you need to know, uh, one, never stop moving, and two, make them a target also. And he gets yeah. the fucking shotgun and starts shooting at it. I thought that was really, really cool. Um, and this Russian dude, uh, just keeps beating the shit out of him and keeps knocking him out and he wakes up. He's like, what time is it? What time is it? And I thought that was very weird Mm -hmm. until he makes it a bigger point at the very end. And it makes so much sense. But in these conversations that, uh, uh, rocket red is having with the human target, in the middle of these books, he's like, hey, I've called Guy Gardner. No answer. Mm-hmm. I've looked for his energy signature. No answer. Last I heard, he was looking at you and he was wanting to fight you. And now no answer. I think he killed him. So yeah. I have to kill you. And you're thinking, oh, shit. Like somebody already figured all this out. This is not good. Not good at all. I think one of my favorite scenes is when Rocket Red is holding him in the sky, and like he just fucking lets him go. Um, Beautiful, beautiful pages here. I think it's great, but uh, he eventually, like, like I said, he eventually like says, "Oh, I think that this means that you killed him." He knocks him out one last time. And he wakes up and they're in his hotel room with ice. Yeah. Rocket Red is there. He's like, Hey, I there was a miscommunication. I was able to get a hold of Guy Gardner. We talked for a bit. And in my mind, I'm just like, What the fuck is going on? Yeah. How is that even fucking possible? And he tells the human target, Oh, it's by the by the way, if you're gonna ask, it's like Ten forty-five, you know because i know you've been asking me a, a lot today yeah and the human target grabs the vodka out of rocket red's hand and just smashes it over his head yeah he's like you fucking asshole i lost an entire day over nothing yeah literally nothing i have f- a few days to live and i lost an entire day for no fucking reason Yeah. And it was a powerful scene. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, Ice actually had to freeze him to keep him from
0: killing this guy. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think it was good, man. I think there's been so much character development with the human target. And, like, the emotions in this book have been really good. Every book has mattered. I mean, it's only a 12-issue book, so I think Tom King plans that, right? He plans, like, the story beats for each book. But I think this is a good way to get to the ultimate final two pages or the final two books, right? That's what Tom King always builds up to issue 11 is the big reveal. And then issue 12 is, you know, cutting all the loose ends. And um, this was a, a really interesting thing because yeah, you would question, nobody would question where he's at. You know what I mean? And I like this idea of like, yeah, he got a scientist. He got somebody that knows that there would be energy from the green lantern ring and there would be all this shit. And so I thought that was kind of cool. And uh, yeah, showing that he Chase loses a whole day, I think was really awesome. It was a good way to show like he cares about his time and all that kind of shit. I am just very curious on where this is going to go, um, how they were able to actually manipulate and see like, oh yeah, he's there and all that kind of shit. I'm very curious on, uh, the this story has done what any good story should do and it makes me want to read the next issue. That's yeah. all a book should do, and I think it was solid. Art's always amazing in this, and uh, I'm excited to to continue reading. Uh, I went back, and I was looking at Backcat, Dude, I still can't believe they let Liam Sharp do three books. I went back, and I looked, and I was like, God, it's such good. I was all reading it, and then it, Liam Sharp's art, and I was like, this is so <laughs> bad. And it doesn't help that Liam Sharp tweeted out recently because they've been like trying to promote the hardcover a lot yeah. lately. And he's like, I can't believe I was so, uh, you know, I was uh, able to be a part of this amazing book. And I'm just like, oh, I can't. Why? Why? <laughs> Why? But anyways, Human Target, solid stuff. Let's go over to DC versus Vampires. And uh, what would you think of this book? Um, called it, by the way, something happens in this book with the character that came back. I told you they were alive. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah.
1: With, yeah. Uh, so uh, I, I really enjoyed this um i'm not entirely sure how i feel about this MacGuffin rule on how like oh nightwing is actually like an egotistical bastard so he wants to hunt for his food and like gotham is a free state like yeah I don't necessarily know if I believe that with everything else that has been going on in this book. Mm-hmm. So, like, I feel like that was a little bit of a MacGuffin. But otherwise, I really enjoyed this book. Um, Freaking Green Arrow pissing in the sand in order for Swamp Thing to grow. Yeah. I thought was hilarious. Well, he made the uh, other
0: guy pee on him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It and then...
1: uh fucking naked harley quinn hilarious
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah she's like getting all ready to kill everybody they're like why are you naked She's like i just beat up the guy they're like oh he was going to get you to get you out she's like oh oh my bad and just,
1: uh yeah, so i thought that was fucking like damien good. damien looked at harley naked he's like looking good yeah.
0: and they're like that's that's weird uh or what do they say she's like so gross <laughs> Uh, So yeah, I thought that was funny. And then, um, you know, we have Supergirl. They made it to Australia. There's this uh, crashed, uh, you know, spaceship in the sand. And then at the very end of this book, we find out that like Batgirl had a plan this whole time and it was to light the sky with the bat signal. And this bat signal was to let, it was UV, UV lights or whatever. So this hurts the, the actual vampires. So there's a bunch of these across the city and all of the Bat family and friends start lighting these up. And they all point them towards Dick Grayson's tower. So he's like cowering because he's like, I can't be fucking touched by these lights. And I thought that was kind of cool. I also like that we finally get to see a lot of the other Bat family. You know, they're still alive. I like that signal. Signal's got like an OP suit for this. He's got fucking Iron Man beams coming out of his chest for these yeah. shit, Which I think is kind of cool. Um, but, yeah, I like that a lot of the Bat Family is cool. And I love this idea. I just love that ending shot of all the lights pointing towards the tower. And, like, you know, Dick Grayson's, like, cowering. He's like, fucking shit. So I, I kind of like that they're, they're hopefully going to get the better of him.
1: Um, fast read, this book was. but It was a very fast read. Now, I, I think uh, this is issue 10. Yeah, I think we get to see the death, possibly death of Dick Grayson next issue. With a, like, hey, let's make the world better in issue 12. Yeah, for sure.
0: I do not want a sequel to this. Are they already planning a sequel? I don't want to I have
1: not seen
0: it yet, or I haven't heard anything.
1: I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. We
0: haven't got a confirmation on how they cure everybody yet, right? Yeah. So that's going to be a thing. But uh, let's move on to the final book of the week. And it is something we've been waiting for. For so long, I read this book a few weeks back, as I always do, and it is Catwoman Lonely City. This is the climax. This is the ultimate. We get to see what's in the cave. We get to see what she's been fighting for, why she's been pulling this ragtag group of people together to see what Batman wanted. We finally get to see how Batman died. Yes. Overall, did you think this book stuck the landing or did you not like it?
1: I think I think this book stuck the landing, but it could still have a better ending. You know? Okay. Like I feel like it, everything can still be developed to be better. Yeah, in hindsight, you can always do something better. Um like not even gonna lie. I legit thought this ending was like, oh, it's Catwoman Beyond. Mm-hmm. Like I thought that's where they were going with this. And I guess you can kind of say that's how it's gonna go, yeah, but not really with how Selena talks about it at the end. Yeah, um, small spoilers there. Selena survives. Um But as far as the rest of her ragtag group of individuals, not everybody survives, which I was a little sad about. Yeah, who would you have wanted to survive? I wanted Ivy to survive. Yeah. Well, technically,
0: can Ivy
1: ever really die? We don't know what kind of version this Ivy is. Yes, she has green skin. Mm -hmm. But, like, we're not expecting her to sprout out of a freaking flower, you know?
0: No, but she is, I think, the tree at the end. Because there is this big tree at the end in the ashes of Wayne Manor.
1: You think that's her?
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: It's got red hair. It's red leaves. True, you know? true.
0: And ivy. This wouldn't be the first time that ivy's grown into a tree. Because doesn't she in the Arkham game sprout into a tree as well, or some shit? Like oh, in the, that's like, true. You know, yeah, shit like that. But anyways, um, we also see Barbara wins the election because everybody's like fuck Two Face because I think they reported well, it.
1: Well, the, yeah, the body cam footage of his officers capture the fact that yeah. he shot and killed an officer. Yeah. So like yeah, there's that etrigan is a complete asshole. Yeah. <laughs> and he she's like, why don't you just use like a word like open sesame? And he's like, he says it all sarcastically. Yeah. Like and Ivy's like, Hey, maybe you would still have your title as like the Prince of Hell if you weren't such a
0: dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good shit. So like we, you know, they finally get into the cave and we see the cave, classic cave with all the trinkets and everything like that. And we're getting flashback. At the start of the show, at the start of the book, we see how Batman died, which was a bomb that was on Joker's chest and it explodes after Catwoman thinks she's going to shoot uh, the gun, but it turns out to be a bang. And what does he say? He's like, "Oh, I'm so uh I'm so tired of laughing." And then Bomb explodes. Catwoman gets chunked far away, and Bruce was, of course, near the vicinity of the bomb. Got a lot of the got a lot of the residual fucking destroyingness. We had this moment between Selina and Batman. She's like, "I can try to save you all this stuff," and he tells her Morpheus or whatever, and he's like, "You're the only one I trust," and he gives her this little bat thing that he needs to to use to open the cave. So obviously, we know she got caught and she wasn't able to save him. And so now she's like, what was this? What was this thing that he needed? I think from reading this, she probably thought it was a way to bring him back to life, like, or something that would help. Um, And what we find out is it was essentially his own version of the Lazarus pit. But, and he tested this out on Alfred when Alfred was dying. Yeah. And Alfred got all his, he got his strength back and he was all awesome only for a week and then he like aged drastically and apparently for this whole week batman wasn't batman and he was like we don't know when it's gonna happen and i don't want to be out there And he's like i'm tired of holding you back like you need to go be batman like it's what you, it's who you are and alfred dies later that night so uh we know the bomb goes off and this is when this is when uh 2 Face is breaking into the bat cave as well etrigan's trying to fight uh Harley and a Harley Quinn, a freaking Ivy's holding them off. And Selena's just trying to think like, this is it. Like, this is what you wanted. You wanted me to bring you to your cave to dump you in here. So you could fight just for another week. And she's contemplating like, my friends are dying here. If I'm going to get out of here, I might need to dump into this. Like, is it worth it? And she ends up blowing it up. And she's like, I'm tired of living for him or whatever. I'm tired of doing his way. Like I'm going to do my way.
1: Yeah. And what did you think of that? I thought it was kind of cool. Like, you know, I thought it was cool. Um, I was wondering what your opinion would be on for Batman to have a his like his own Lazarus pit. Mm-hmm. And the secret agent to the Lazarus pit was Bane's Venom as yeah. well. Um, I,
0: I like that they did it here, but that it failed.
1: Okay, okay, that's what I assumed was was your thing because I think that we would have hated it if he would have, like, just come back to save the day, you know?
0: 100%. Um, Uh, But I I also know that he has, like, the final invention. You know what I mean? So I thought maybe they would do something like that. But I like that he had a pit that failed. You know what I mean? Um, And that it wasn't something that he could constantly keep doing. Honestly, we saw it in Aquaman's lair but not bruce's lair he just needs a hyperbolic time chamber is what why he doesn't have that i don't know why he doesn't have that in the in the bat cave like yeah he'd be like aquaman give me this i don't know if i need fish give me the fish like whatever (laughs) i need man um but i think he should have one of those like when he's when he's sleeping he should just be in the chamber you know like that's why wouldn't you do that rejuvenating
1: and everything else. yeah for sure
0: um, so I think that would be a really good thing to, for them to showcase, but yeah, we just start seeing all these people start dying in the book and Selena's like, I'm not going to do this anymore. And she's ready to die. Like, she's like, I'm going to die in the cave. Like, it's just what's going to happen. And Riddler and his daughter show up and they're like, Selena, let's go, let's go. You got to get out of here. And so they all get out. Uh, we see two face, uh, he fights with one of his officers to steal their gun or whatever. And he's going to kill Selena And she knows him best. She's like, why don't you let the coin decide? Like, she knows how Two-Face is. It's like, if you're going to kill us, why don't you let the coin decide? And he's like, fine. And when he's flipping it, she throws the battering at his face, getting it right in his eye. Uh, The girl steals, uh, I think the, no, is it Selena? Yes. No, the other girl ends up stealing the gun away. And uh, yeah, the Wayne Manor collapses, destroys everything. That's when we see these little things of, you know, Two-Face body cam footage comes out uh yeah. you know Gordon ends up winning the race Etrigan is still alive he's back as brother blood or jason blood or whatever and uh yeah and then you know we kind of just get a lot of flashbacks at the end and we see that Selena's with Riddler uh they're a thing now and she's training uh their you know his daughter and then we see that his daughter is kind of talking to the other kid and he's all like yeah babe or whatever he's like what is this babe shit like you know Riddler hits him <laughs> with the cane and, uh, you know, she goes talk to some of the other people we saw in the books previously. And there's like this big party going on. And it ends with Selena talking to uh, Barbara. And Barbara's like, hey, we could use somebody like you. Like, I'm not going to be able to. I have to stay clean, but there's going to be things that need to go be a, like beyond what I can do. And she's like, kind of out of that game. And then it was this nice view of the city with these new buildings and shit. She's like, oh, man, the city looks so beautiful. It looks like jewels or whatever, you know? Yeah. And that's kind of how it ends. I thought the book was a solid ending, honestly. Um, I don't hate it. Obviously, I would love for fucking Bruce and Selina to end together. But this is a different world. It's a different ending. Um, Our heroes aren't our heroes uh, that we know and love. It's a different ragtag group of people. And so I don't mind that she ends up with Riddler. Bruce is dead. Like, what else would you fucking she should die alone like i don't i'm not that cruel as much as i want them to be together but like yeah i don't know i think overall i thought this was a solid run i will definitely be buying the hardcover of this because it was one of the best catwoman stories i've read for sure so, yeah 100 yeah but i would love to see what else this uh artist and writer wants to do because they did this all themselves and i'm curious on what their next thing would be um I don't I think they should get out of Gotham. I would like to see them do something else. But I think this is a cool story. I wouldn't mind seeing like maybe a Superman or a Wonder Woman story. See what they do with that.
1: I wanna see him do a Wonder Woman story. If he yeah. was able to do everything art story, lettering, everything on his own, and do this for Catwoman, I wanna see him do a Wonder Woman Wonder story. Woman? Oh, yeah, for Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think this is awesome but that
0: is all our books for this week ladies and gentlemen um that is all we got next week I think we can finally talk about Batman 129 um we also have the Joker the man who stopped laughing two uh, I think we also got what else Gotham City year one and Dark Knights of Steel which I've read all of these books and there are some bangers in there so uh really excited if you haven't read those yet clay
1: I have so, not read them I'm really excited to. Uh, get into Dark Knights of Steel. Yeah, that's my big solid. highlight. Yeah,
0: great book so far. So, but yeah, that's gonna be it, ladies and gentlemen. Clay, do you got anything going on this week, man?
1: Uh, I do not, uh, not personally. Uh, but if you guys love Star Wars, if you've been enjoying Andor on Disney Plus, and then of course the miniseries Tales of the Jedi came out this week, uh, over at Star Wars Alliance, they did review it for their 100th episode. Um, I will be going back there not this week um, because my schedule has conflicts with the time that we record, but I should be going in the uh, full time now because I am off of my one month uh, hiatus on uh, baby duty and we'll be jumping back into Star Wars Alliance uh, later in the month of November.
0: Noise, noise. I'm still just doing shit on the shorts. Uh, Probably stream tonight or tomorrow. Um, I got a bunch of notes from my boss during this podcast, so I'm going to have to hit those up here in a bit after I get some grub. But, uh, yeah, this podcast should hopefully come out on time. I I just got to download Clay's uh, content, and then I should be able to work on this. Well, Clay's also got to send me this podcast. But, uh, yeah, that's going to be it, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Let us know your thoughts on DC's future with James Gunn at the helm now so or anything else we talked about in this podcast but as always he is fanboy clay i am juice wayne and remember batman is awesome batman! news Weekly.